Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Do you know that God's word has the ability to make you what it talks about? As you listen to this sermon by Tikatoni, it is our prayer that you will filled with faith, hope, and love. God bless you. Isn't Jesus nice? Okay. So today I'm going to be telling you something that is going to change the world. You believe it? <laughs> yeah. If you if you if you notice that your neighbor is not saying it with freedom like a youth and with fun, you know what you should do? Just turn to the person and do this. Just just look at me. Just, you know, They will understand if they were here yesterday. If they don't understand, let it be a mystery to them. (laughs) Hey. Yeah. You see, you may not have gotten yesterday's message, but when Jesus is around, what does he do? Yeah. After all the correction. Who is the most important person? The person who has the power to do this. There is a verdict. A judgment has been passed. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor the verdict. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, this morning you didn't really smile when we were sitting down. You didn't really talk so much, but you know what? Tell the person, tell the person. Today, when you were looking so spiritualistic, <laughs> you were looking so beautiful, so miamialistic. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? You know what? <laughs> we're behaving anyhow, looking so good, looking so nice because you're looking fine. We should not rest again. <laughs> No, now because because you're good looking, we we should not we should not take a bath anymore. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? You know what? Despite your good look, eh? <laughs> yeah, because you look fantastic. Because you look beautiful. Because <laughs> you look nice. Huh? You see, like this guy, like this guy disrupting the fan. By now we should have done some firing squad. You know what I mean now? Uh, we'll pawn someone. But what should we do? Yeah. Are you sure we should play on? He's not even looking at me. Come outside. Come outside. Get me water. Get me water. He's not even looking as I'm saying it. Like, it's just like you know, I think play on is coming. So it will just have come, come on, come on, come and get some water. Stand in the firing squad. Stand in the firing squad. Quick, 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 quick. Give him something. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, stand. Oh, you. What? What are you saying? What should we do about him? But if he should play on, 
feel like doing something now. It's not fair. How can we have water for no reason? He even said, I'm not, meaning he expects someone else to fall. Give him a dose. Give him a dose. <laughs> Are you, do you receive it? Water of life. <laughs> All right, guys. It's good to have fun in the presence of God, yeah? Don't call me and make me feel like I'm carnal. Go outside. You're very spiritual. <laughs> go outside. Just go outside and be spiritual. <laughs> because here, there's nothing more spiritual than being free in the presence of the Lord, yeah? I'm going to teach you a topic today called Come Out from Among Them and Be Separate. Hey, what a topic, huh? Even the topic alone. (laughs) Come out from among them and be separate. I think, actually, that's the end of the message. It's it's a simple, that's all. I mean, we can say this and that's all because it's a whole sentence. Huh? Be careful today. If you sleep, <laughs> there will be no play on. Instant firing squad. This is the value of death. Behave <laughs> uh, anyhow today. You'll be pondered. <clears throat> but if I notice that you're not being free in the presence of God, we'll still pond you. <laughs> if I notice you're too free, we'll pond you. <laughs> if I notice you don't laugh, we'll pond you. You laugh too much, we'll pond you. How was it? How would the man live his life? <laughs> Paul said, "Be in moderation." <laughs> so, what should we be in moderation? Where you laugh like this brother that yawned and shouted, "It was, it was burning in my chest." <laughs> what do you think? Should we do something? <laughs> who was quick to judge? The one who was quick to judge must get another dose. <laughs> who agrees? Uh, <laughs> one, two, three. I have marked you. Yes, something is coming to you. A great surprise. <laughs> and you, you think I've forgotten you? It's good to leave sins until the next day when it's warmer. Uh, you like being an assistant, eh? An assistant of something, eh? <laughs> uh, you will receive. I will fall on you like the Holy Ghost. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. Come out from among them and be separate. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, come out. Yeah. Come out. Come out from among them and be separate. Okay. This is not a message that says be special. That's not the message. The message is not saying the, the, the special. Nope. Not at all. That's not what I'm trying to say. That's not what I will ever try to say. But I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. Open with me, please, to the book of Isaiah, chapter 52. Isaiah, verse 52. Isaiah 52, verse 11. Are you there? 
Ah, I believe you. Isaiah 52 verse 11. Some of you have finished reading it like four times. That's why I don't like saying verses. <laughs> Some of you have read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. You're not trying to anticipate the message. Calm down. <laughs> it will come, eh? What does it say? It says, depart you, depart you. Go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Go out of the midst of her. Be you clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Yeah. The parts, the parts. I mean, go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Go out of the midst of her. I mean, so many go outs. Right? Go out, go out. It's like someone is... Have you ever been... Um, in a fire incident before? Yeah. Have you seen the way the people are sh- shouting, Come out of the house! Come out! Come out! And maybe it's a candle burning on a table. It's not like it's a big thing. <laughs> Run outside! <laughs> maybe there was just a spark at the meter something. And it was goose. And smoke started coming out. Run! Come out! This is the kind of emergency. That's the kind of emergency that this particular verse of scripture seems to send us. Depart, depart. Go out. Don't touch the unclean thing. You know, if you've ever been in the, I think it was in the 1800s, during the time of D.L. Moody, the great evangelist and teacher, and pastor. Maybe everything safe. But during the time of D.L. Moody, something happened. What was called the Great Chicago Fire. He was preaching a very powerful message. No, it's not D.L. Moody. Too much history is doing something to me. It's not D.L. Moody. Charles huh? Spurgeon during the time of Charles Spurgeon Charles Spurgeon was preaching in a very wonderful church in fact during the time of Charles Spurgeon or D.L. Moody <laughs> I'm not sure again during the time of, of one of those guys both of them were actually contemporaries they were in the same generation together they were even friends they were even friends okay so during, in their time, but D.L. Moody was in America. Charles Spurgeon was in London. So yeah, it was D.L. Moody. That's the way we've eliminated it now. We finally found the right person. The Great Chicago Fire. How many of you ever heard of the Great Chicago Fire before? One of the worst fires in the history of fires. Yeah. One of the worst fires in the history of fires, huh? I mean, D.L. Moody was preaching a very great message. And when he was done with preaching the message, everybody had said the grace. Everybody was happy. Everybody was going home with grace in their hearts. And as soon as they opened the door and came out, it was another world outside. People were running for their lives. 
buildings had burnt down distances away. They could see thick smoke in the whole city. Ah, you walk into a church, everything is fine. You come out, your house is gone. People were surprised. And then, during that time, Dio Moody had told them, you know, they, the police, no, the police came into the meeting, opened the door, and said to, to them, and said, please, there is an emergency. And Dio Moody was heavily respected, so he said, please, if you can finish. And the man said, Dio Moody said to them, he said to the man, don't worry, we'll be finishing a bit. And he took some time. Then after he took some time, that was when they came out and saw what an emergency it was. And when they saw it, by the time they had come out, the fire was closed. Now some people said, oh, I left something at home. People were running home. About 3,000 people. Those people were never seen again. Dio Moody never saw them again. It was one of the worst regrets of his life. To take the fire consumed all people in his, con- in his congregation. 3,000 of them. Gone. They were never, no one of them was ever in, his, in any other meeting again throughout his lifetime. So it meant that they had all died. He will never forget that situation for the rest of his life. And from that time, the way he started to preach, with a certain kind of emergency, you understand? Like, look, guys, look, 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 look. When you see fire, don't go and pick something. Depart ye. Depart ye. Don't touch the unclean thing. Don't touch the thing that fire is about to burn. Isn't it true? Don't touch it. Don't go for it. Leave it. You know, how many of you have been on an airplane before? Alright, but you'll be there, yes? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, precisely your neighbor, you will be there. When they are giving safety precautions on the airplane, huh? The first thing that they say is this. I don't know. Did they give safety rules in your in the plane? Okay. Was it an international flight? National. Okay. They would. They, the the person is going to come and start demonstrating. The first thing they will tell you is this. In case of an eventuality. And you see the oxygen mask drop. Those of you with children, don't put the mask on the children first. Put it on yourself first. Because if you don't, if you don't wear the mask first and you try to give it to your child first, you and your child will die. Yeah. So wear it first so that you can think clearly, you can see clearly, and then put it on the child. But you might meet some people say, no, I love my baby. My baby is mine and I am hers. And then they put it on the baby. But before they can even survive to put it on the baby, both the baby and the parent suffocate and die. It's a kind of emergency that this scripture is trying to connote. You understand what I'm saying? It's trying to connote. Departy. Departy. Go away. And then they tell you, in case the plane should crash land, look to your left, look to your right. You would see an emergency outlet on your left, you see an emergency outlet on your right. Please do not take anything. When the hatch opens, 
an emergency stare will, will come out of it. When it comes out of it, please do not pick up anything. Move out straight. In order, if you rush, there would be more damage. Move out straight. It's like God still saying, depart ye, depart ye. Touch. At that point, the bag becomes an unclean thing. What you carried with you that was normal, that had your laptop, that had your bags, that had your clothes, at that point it becomes what? An unclean thing. At that point, it serves as danger to the lives of others. You see, the unclean thing is not necessarily a thing that is brought by Satan. The unclean thing is a thing you no longer need. It can be the thing. So I'm going, I want to give you four definitions of the unclean thing. Number one is, the unclean thing is a thing you no longer need. The unclean thing is the thing you no longer need. Yeah. How many of you have ever been to the house of people who just keep stuff? Doesn't it kind of irritate you? I mean... I once had a friend, whether in the spirit or in the flesh, <laughs> I know not. This person, anything they buy, they keep the cat on. What's your problem? <laughs> Ask your neighbor, is he you? If, if your neighbor didn't ask you, eh, tell them, I think it's really you. Why would you not ask me? Ask your neighbor again, is it you? Did you ask him? Ask your neighbor, is it you? Make sure you cooperate, okay? Huh? Yeah. Do not be uncooperative in this place. It's not allowed. Everyone must cooperate in the spirit of unity. Ask your neighbor again, are you sure you're not the one? You know, okay, let me just ask, just, just be truthful. If you're a victim... Can I see your hand? Just slowly go up. If you're one of those people who keeps everything you buy, you keep cartons. Carton, 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 carton. Can I just, can I just? Every drink you buy, you still have the bottle. Wait, 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 wait. Every drink you buy, you still keep the bottle. Every shoe that you buy, even when it has died, is still there. <laughs> so Joseph has done all of them. You know, some of you actually still have your baby clothes at home. <laughs> it will shock you. Should, we, should I? Pro- if you still have your baby clothes, can I see your hands? Yeah. Some of us. Some of us. If not. <laughs> If not that, if not that, if not that, we had stopped delegates from coming, many more people from coming. I just wanted us to be very small like this. There will be more hands. Yeah. Baby clothes. Some people live in cars. No jokes. No jokes. In those days, for some of them, it wasn't diapers, it was napkin. Keep napkin with the pee just to remember how it felt like. The nostalgia of seeing my napkin. Oh... 
Somebody said, I will give my napkin to my first son. I'll put it on his bum bum. <laughs> See, eh? <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, you have not. Some of you have graduated. Why are your books still in your house? You say, I will need them later. What kind of human being are you? How many of you have books from primary school still in your house? Can I see your hand up? How many of you have books from secondary school still in your house? Can I see your hands up? How many of you have graduated? Can I see your hands up? Can I see your hands? You've graduated? Okay. Wonderful. So there are graduates here. Now, if you've graduated and you still have your books in your house, can I see your hands up? Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I know someone, eh? Huh? Whether in spirit or in flesh, I do not know. But such a person, <laughs> such a person traveled from their home to another place. Whether in the spirit or in the flesh, I do not know. But when they traveled, they carried their books with them that they didn't need after graduation, after NYSE, after everything, the books still moved. <laughs> I don't know whether in the spirit or in the flesh. Tell your neighbor, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Some of you, some of you still have some of you still have your perfume that has finished. Hey! <laughs> And, uh, and, uh, what, what, Pastor B, sir? Ah, ah, Pastor Gabriel, eh? Yeah, and, and, and when you go, uh, he's a minimalist, eh? He's a minimalist. And, and when you go, when you go to the person's, you know, dresser, you just see perfume, say, hey, this guy, you're so good, you touch the first one. Second one. Third bottle. And the only thing left is like Bobo Niche, one old medicine. <laughs> ah. All the good things to finish, but methylated powder. <laughs> the really bad stuff. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's true, it's true, it's true. I mean, let's just laugh and cover it up. Yeah. So, <laughs> some of you, some of you, some of you have wristwatches that are not working. <laughs> hey, you know what, you know what, you know what, you know what, wait, you know what, you know what. Don't take your neighbor's hands. Just shake them where the wristwatch is. Yeah. Some of us are like that. Some of you, there are some clothes, there are some clothes that you know you will never wear in this world again. Why is this thing hanging? <laughs> you know what it has become? An unclean thing. 
It has become an unclean thing. You see? Yeah. Some of you have sleepers, it has caught. Throw the sleepers away, but the sleepers is just there. <laughs> and somebody. <laughs> hey! You see, eh? You see, eh? Me, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a victim of these things. Anyone who knows me knows I'm not a victim of these things. I'm not a victim of these things. I throw away things quickly. I throw away things quickly. It's not like I'm a victim. But I know things. <laughs> I've visited people who have been so... Hey, I've seen wild things. I remember one day I was pressed. I wanted a poo-poo. And I saw sleepers lined up in someone's house. I said, oh my God, can I take your sleepers? I want to go use it. I said, oh yeah, you can go. I put the first leg. It was called second one. It was called third one. I said, what do you have? <laughs> I had to wear my shoes. <laughs> yeah. Everything was caught, but lined up perfectly. Why? It has become what? The unclean thing. Yeah, it has become an unclean thing. So you see, when we talk about unclean things, some of you get into some very... Some of you are still guarding your heart. Like, oh boy, teacher, he wants to do some danger. This guy, this guy wants to bring walks of the flesh. <laughs> some of you are wearing some kind of boxers. Hey! Your boxers has become <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Your boxers has become skirts. I'm talking to somebody. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Let me tell you, ladies, eh, don't be deceived. Boys don't like boxers. An average boy has to. <laughs> <laughs> Chima, eh? Mercy, Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you went to track him, eh? <laughs> now you see, you see. What about ladies? Shall we go there? (laughs) Look, look, look. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It is a blessing to actually meet a neat lady. Yeah. It's a blessing to meet a genuinely neat. All ladies are neat on the outside. But few ladies are actually neat on the inside. I'm not saying behind the clots. I'm including behind the clots. But, hey, go to the rooms. Go to the rooms. One day, I was transferred to a lady's apartment. I was staying in my apartment, but I was told that some other pastor bigger than me was coming. So I was transferred to a lady's apartment. The ladies were there for months. So I was told to go and stay in the apartment for a bit. So the ladies moved out and were transferred somewhere. There were, there were two ladies together. And I moved in. Mercy, Lord. I mean, look, this la- one, of them, one of the ladies was from Jamaica. Yeah? Jamaican girl. Fine girl. Fair. Beautiful to look upon. Sumptuous. A delight to the eyes. <laughs> hey, grace, Lord. 
When I say help me Jesus, you say help me Lord. <laughs> help me Jesus. <laughs> yeah. This lady, oh Shaba. She was good. Yeah. It was good. And 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 she not only was not only was she that, but she was also a pastor. Oh body good, spirit good, but house bad. The other one was a Ghanaian. Fine girl. That's all I can say. <laughs> all I can say is she was a fine girl. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Fine girl, that's all I can say. I mean, I don't have anything more to say about her. You know? And so I moved in that day. I moved in about... I think I moved in about... 11.57 p.m. that day in a certain place, certain city, certain country. When I moved in, you know, the ladies were like, oh, please take care of our place for us. You know, we're going to come back soon. And then I said, oh, wow. I, I thought to myself, I mean, look at this fine girl. She can't be she, The place has to be neat. Because the place I left behind was a heaven. The place I left behind was a heaven. I mean, they asked me, do we need to clean it? I said, check it. If it needs to be cleaned, then I will not come back here. If it needs to be cleaned, I won't come back here. I mean, my toilet was white as snow. Yeah, the tiles of my toilet were white as snow. Clean to the core. And I'm naturally a dirty person. If you leave me... Look, look, what I mean if you leave me, I'm talking of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit should just come out from my life, Piam. Hey! Help me, Jesus. <laughs> look, eh, honestly, the Holy Spirit has helped us. Mm. Who I am naturally, eh? Who I am naturally? A phlegmatic to the core. A phlegmatic person to the core. Sometimes when I say I'm like, uh, that's, that I was naturally born phlegmatic, people don't believe me. I mean, I was coffee phlegmatic. You know, people have a mixture. Phlegmatic, choleric, phlegmatic, sanguine. I was phlegmatic, phlegmatic. Twice. Because my dad has some, my dad is phlegmatic, sanguine. My mom was phlegmatic and melancholy. My birth mom, the one who gave birth to me. So instead of taking either sanguine or melancholy, my personality took phlegmatic from my dad, then the phlegmatic from my mom. I was phlegmatic, phlegmatic. In, in school, I used to throw away clothes and steal other people's clothes. Why would we wash it? <laughs> when I can go shopping online? I mean, I used to do online shopping before there was online. Yeah, just go on the line and pick a shop, a cloth. <laughs> I was online shopping, you know. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, one time I wore somebody's clothes, and behind the clothes was the guy's name. <laughs> and he said, "This is my clothes." I said, "It's not your own." <laughs> he said, "My name is there." I said, "It's my name too." <laughs> yeah. He went to report me. By the time he came back, I've delete, I've removed the name. Yeah, he came back with the officer. I said, "This guy stole my cloth." The guy said, "Turn back, let me see." I said, "Look at it, though. I don't know what he's talking about. Where did the name go?" Oh, we walk miracles. <laughs> ah, it's not today. <laughs>
did I did something. It was he wrote his name in thread. I lose thread with my teeth before he came back. <laughs> By the time he showed up, it was clear. And then I pressed the cloth so it would not look like it was an impression. Sprayed water and ten minutes. Brand new shirts. Came back. He was looking at me, he said, I can't believe it. <laughs> So I will never ever trust you in the, for the rest of my life. I said, well, we are, it's me that should say I shouldn't trust you. <laughs> yeah. Coffee phlegmatic. But that's what happens. When the Holy Spirit takes you over your life. And you actually give yourself completely to Him. You are no longer phlegmatic or choleric. You are Holy Ghostic. Yeah. You're like Jesus. You've now put on Christ. As dear beloved. Yeah. You put Christ. Yeah. Tell your neighbor. I think you might be this. Maybe sanguine or something. But I tell you. Jesus can change things. <coughs> Talk to your neighbor. Jesus can change anything. <coughs> listen. Eh? Are you there? Listen. Listen. No matter what you are, if Jesus can change me, he can change you. Yeah, All of you here have had better lives than me. I believe so. I didn't say better upbringing. I actually said better life. Yeah. You've all had better quality lives than me. If Jesus can change me, huh, and then send me, Jesus can do anything with you. Anything with you. Just let your identity be found in Christ. That's all. Let your identity eh, be found in Christ. The second thing, I don't want to tell you about those girls' rooms anymore. Because it's not nice to talk about. It took me four hours to, to clean the room. Four hours. The bedroom looked neat. When I went in, I said, oh wow, it's neat. Then I went to take my bath. But before I took my bath, I, I felt the Lord say to me, boy, don't that place yet. Take water and flush. As soon as I flushed it, hundreds of black worms came out of the tiles. And this is where they've been bathing. I, I tell you the truth before the Holy Spirit. Hundreds of black worms just came out. And so they're wiggling. Hey. I mean, my skin began to crawl. <laughs> I had to boil four buckets of hot water. And black sewer-like water was coming out from the tile. How they did it, I don't know. I tell you, four very hot buckets of water. One kill, hundreds kept floating out, kept floating out. Kept, you know what it means for those. You know those black worms, eh? They get to stay where a place is very dirty over a long period of time. But the tiles looked, the tiles looked very neat. I tell you. Yeah. From that day, I stopped believing that ladies are neat. I don't believe you, no matter how you dress, until I see your room. Until I see your room when I randomly visit you. And then I don't believe you when I see your room. Because rather than clean things totally, girls know how to hide death. In general. Yeah. In general. You know why when ladies walk, they call it a catwalk? Because in many cases, one of the animals that is synonymous with, a, with some of the characteristics of a lady is a cat. 
and cats hide their stuff. Yeah, ladies hide stuff. Just hide, 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 hide. If you see death was hiding, if you see death, two garbage cans, but the room looked neat until you just turn and you see a worm wiggling somewhere, hiding. Hey, I tell you, eh? When I left the place, I left a note to the ladies. I said, I thought you were beautiful, but respectfully, I must say, your beautiful room is a beautiful woman. That's what I said. The ladies came and said, Thank you for cleaning our room. We are very, very grateful, eh? God will bless you. Amen. <laughs> that Jamaica girl that was sumptuous, beautiful to look upon, stopped being sumptuous and beautiful in my eyes. And I said, Who knows what you're wearing? It might be something else, but a good perfume can change things. I promise you, a good perfume, man. <laughs> a good look, uh, a good perfume can change things. Can change anybody. You look like a prince instantly. <laughs> so the second thing that's an unclean thing may actually denote is an unclean thing can be an outmoded thing. Outmoded. O-U-T-M-O-D-E-D. Outmoded. Outmoded. Say outmoded. Please say outmoded. Yeah. An unclean thing may be an outmoded thing. I want you to imagine right now going to visit someone and he had this telephone that you press like this and turn. Uh, some of you have not even seen it before. How many of you have used it before? That telephone that you press, shikum, then turn it, then it goes to his back, then shikum, then it goes back, shikum, shikum. That is an unclean thing, I tell you. <laughs> Very unclean. What kind of nonsense is that? Huh? Or till now, you, you, send me, you, you, you send me a mail. And instead of sending an email, you send it through Nigerian post office. Knowing fully well that I will receive it in 2045. I mean, you send it between Delta and, and, and Benin. And I will receive it 10 years later. But you still send it. It's outmoded now. And because it's outmoded, what is it? It's an unclean thing. It's no longer something worthy to look upon. You get that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's an unclean thing. It's no longer something worthy to look upon again. So usually when things get old, when things get too old, too old, they become unclean things. That's why sometimes some of you don't like to go out with your parents. Because you feel like their dressing is an unclean thing. Some of you don't want to say it. Some of you don't want to say it, huh? Now you're going to act like I'm the bad guy. Huh? You get ashamed. Some of you started getting ashamed of your parents from when you were teenagers. You stopped wanting to wear the same uniform to church. For what? <laughs> Why would I look like you? Oh, <laughs> Never! You cried out. 
How many of you tried that? How many of you did that? How many of you broke out of that system? <laughs> yeah. Oh, broke out of the system. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it for a season. I liked it so much. My parents said, at least this is the only thing that you're good at. Wearing what we're wearing. <laughs> oh, mercy. Yeah, so yeah, so it's true. You know, imagine someone driving, you know, a 1940s Beetle. In America, it may look nice, but in Nigeria, we will never appreciate it. <laughs> I don't care if you have AC. <laughs> I don't care. Ladies, tell me. So this guy comes to pick you up on a date. And then he comes with a 1940s Beetle. And he presses, bah, bah, and the horn is the horn of a Hummer. <laughs> when you hear the horn from there, you say, my guy has come. <laughs> And, and your friends are trying to look through the window <laughs> because they heard the sound of a Hummer <laughs> because they heard the sound of a Lamborghini oh shy what a big boy and then they look through <laughs> and you're there carrying a flower right beside your beetle cleaning the door shining it you know, eh? <laughs> I want to tell you one of two things that happen. Or one of three things. The ladies call you inside, gang up on you and give you a good smack. Either with their mouth or with their hands. <laughs> one. Two. The lady will call you from inside and say, I'm not around. <laughs> I mean, you can see her at the window. She's looking at you. She's like, I'm not around. <laughs> But is that not you? It's my twin sister. But your mouth is moving while I'm talking. She's also on a call. <laughs> or number three, the friends will stop her from going. Because it is what? Outmoded. Do you understand? Yeah. Because it's outmoded, yeah? yeah. So yeah, that's just that's just generally how it is. Outmoded things. <clears throat> outmoded things. Spiritually there are outmoded things too. There are spiritual outmoded realities. There are spiritual outmoded things. And when you try to live like that, it becomes an unclean thing. Do you see that? Are you there? Yeah, it becomes an unclean thing because there are spiritually outmoded things. So another thing that an outmoded thing may become, or another thing that an unclean thing may be, is an unclean thing may be something that is not clean. I mean, it serves to think so, right? Something that is not clean. I want you to imagine this. You came here for service. When you came for service, oh no, let me, let me not use that, okay? Let's not defile our minds. How many of you have watched this movie called 13th Warrior? Antonio Banderas. Old movie. If you've not watched it, you should watch it. It's one of those movies that can actually inspire you. 13th Warrior. Do you remember when he was on the ship at the beginning of the movie? And all the warriors on the ship were sharing one water. Who, who, who remembers it? And, and then they'll, give, they'll hand it to one guy and he would drink and... And pass it to the next guy. And the next guy will drink it. 
And the other guy would take it and wash his face. And he was the last. <laughs> I want you to tell me, what kind of bond of love will make you drink that water? <laughs> let me tell you, let me announce something to you. Some of you, if that was the way to heaven, you prefer hell. <laughs> Some of you say, I know hell is bad. <laughs> but Jesus, this is the beginning of hell. <laughs> How can I take this and never forget? You can imagine the things floating in the air. Yeah. The idea was to show their bond. But it was dirty. So it was now an unclean thing. The death. The dirt. Whatever that is. The dirt had created. It had messed up the idea. Do you see that? So a dirty thing can be an unclean thing as well. Alright? There are some people here. <laughs> if you remove your shoe. Woo-wee. We sing glory to God. That's all. I mean, there's this guy. <laughs> We're, we're, we're in a very, very nice meeting. We're about to have dinner. And um, one of the guys was from, was it Benin or Mozambique? One of the places. The other guy was from Solomon Islands. The other person was from Fiji. The other person was me. And the other guy said, oh, my feet feel uncomfortable. And he took off his shoes. The whole meal changed. I mean, I could taste his socks <laughs> in the snacks. <laughs> uh, people are dangerous, so. You know me. I'm a little bit outspoken. I said to him, why have you chosen to destroy my life? Yeah, I said it to him there. <laughs> the other guys were acting very strange. I said, look, you have tried to destroy my life and God will deal with you. I said, I don't throw away your feet. <laughs> I didn't tell you to throw away the socks. <laughs> throw it. Because, I mean, the Bible says, if your foot offends you, <laughs> cut it off and throw it away. What is this? I said, you can't sit here anymore. He said, but I was designated to sit here. I said, you can't go and wash your leg. <laughs> Remove the socks. Put on your shoe and come back. Or you won't sit here. Can't sit with me. No, never. Never in my life. How can meat pie taste like socks? What the hell? No. Help me, Jesus. Ah, it wasn't funny. No socks just smells like that. It has to be dirty. And I will have you know, ladies, that boys don't wash their socks. Boys don't wash their socks. One of the most unwashed things in this world... Hankies and socks for boys. I don't know about the ladies. I haven't lived your life. I haven't been in your shoes. Who knows what you're hiding? But as for the guys, don't look at the socks on their legs and believe it's clean. Taste and see. <laughs> yeah? 
just tell the person, look, 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 before I know you, remove your shoe. And let's just sit down and be quiet for two minutes. Before two minutes, something will happen. Hey, a presence will enter. <laughs> Ooh, the glory will fill the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all the guys here, you know, it's just a blessing for you. I don't know why my eyes are looking down. You know, I should just mind my business, huh? Yeah. So what is dirty can be unclean, yes? Okay. Okay. Another thing, the last thing that you can also say is unclean. Sorry. Is what is identified with the unclean. You feel cold? Your belly aches? Is it a normal thing? Is it hunger? Or really? God bless your body. Are you there? So what can be identified with an unclean thing becomes what? Unclean. Yeah. Okay. What may be identified with an unclean thing is also what? Unclean. Mm. Right. There are some places that are identified as bad places, right? And just because they are identified as bad places, you, can't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't want to live there. It, you don't want to be found going there. You understand what I mean, right? It feels weird. No matter how you explain it. I remember watching, I remember watching an advert in, in America. The advert was of a guy... You know, the United States has this shop called Pawn Shop. Pornography shop. Not like porn as in P-A-W-N, but porn as in P-O-R-N. I mean, it's just written there. Everything there is porn. Every single thing there is porn. Alright? So when you go there, all the movies, all the videos, the walkers, the staff, the paraphernalia, the clothes... Everything is pornography. Every single thing is pornography. Now, so, <clears throat> this guy needed to pee. Very pressed. So he stepped out of his car and there was no other place for him to pee. Because the only open office at that hour was the pornography shop. So he walked into the pawn shop and said, please, can I pee? The guy said, oh yeah, just go this way, go this way, the toilet is this way. And he was like, oh, Jesus, where, where, why, what is this? So he ran in there and peed and eased himself. And when he came out, just outside was his boss. His boss wasn't actually going to the pawn shop. The boss was passing by. And the boss saw him and said, oh... And that's all. Oh. And the guy said, no, no, you don't see that. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, your personal life is that the next day he was fired. <laughs> Why? 
Because a place that is identified with an unclean thing becomes what? An unclean place. You get it? It becomes an unclean thing. You can have a clean shirt, but a dirty singlet will make a difference. Is it not true? There are some things that I am afraid to tell you perfume will not solve. There's a level of death your, your inner way will attain. An inglorious level. Look, you can buy a one million naira perfume that lasts for 200 years and soak your shirt in it with that level of dirty singlet. You have a disease. Your body will react. You have a cancer. The dirty plus the perfume will definitely give you something cancerous. Yeah. So when something is dirty, okay, or, or it's not that it's dirty in itself. Do you understand? Hello? It's not that it's dirty in itself, but if it is identified with dirt, what is it? It's dirty. You know, it's what surprises me among us here. That there are places we go to buy food. It's not like the woman's food is not good. But I mean, look at the environment now. Can't you pity your stomach? The food is nice. The woman looks nice. She she's even very cautious. But how will you have a food store right beside the gutter? And how will you buy it? Because it's identified with dirt. I don't know if, my, if I'm making sense. It's identified with dirt. How can you stay there? How can you eat food from there? Then you wonder why you have diarrhea. I once met a guy who had diarrhea. He, he, he came to give a testimony for six months. You want me to have diarrhea for six months? Huh? You're purging for six months. Every day, morning, afternoon, night, for six months, he started going on drips. Every day, he would take drips, take supplements, just, just to be normal. He became lean. What happened? He went to eat at open places. I mean, you can look at an environment, no matter how much you have in your pocket. An environment should tell you that a disease can come with, to you. Is it not true? Yeah. How many of you have ever eaten something somewhere and something happened somehow to your belly? How many of you have experienced something like that before? Yeah. Even when it comes to fruits, have you experienced something like that? 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 Have you? Yeah. Deadly eating. Some of you are deadly eaters. I remember one time I wanted to buy food from a woman. The environment looked neat. But I noticed that the, 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 her shirt, the shirt she was selling with, the neck was thick brown. When I looked at it, I, like, eh. mm. <laughs> I started tasting the shirt in my mouth. <laughs> uh. And then she kind of like scratched her neck. Mm. Woo-wee! And then she said, which chicken do you want? And she was separating the chicken with her hands. I said, I'm coming. I want to eat myself. I've been coming since that time. <laughs> I'm telling you, till today I've been coming since that time. 
Her food was nice. Her attitude was nice. But she was identified with an unclean thing. You know, most of us have lost many things in life. Not because we are not good people. But because we are identified with unclean things. You know, just for being Nigerian, you are identified with an unclean thing. You will not know it. You can't know it now. The way you're saying yes, you really don't know it. You can't know it now until you first go travel. Even from when you're inside an airplane. Do you know just for being black, you have been identified with an unclean thing? How many of you actually know that? You don't know it really until you travel. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Bishop Dag went to South Korea. For he, the first time he went to South Korea to David Yonggi Cho's ministry, Church Growth Conference International. When he went to Church Growth Conference International, you know, in Africa, people look at him as a white man. Outside Africa, he's a black man. Because it's all those kind of people that look like peace, the half caste. So, while he was at the meeting, you know, the whole meeting was over. So many great pastors were there. He was a new guy there. Still even growing his ministry. It's not like it had even become something so super at that time. And so he said, one pastor from Venezuela came to him. said, oh, wow, your name, what's your name? He said, Doug Hayward Mills. The name doesn't sound Ghanaian or African in any way, yeah? So he said, so what country do you come from? Ghana. Oh, you come from Ghana. Wow. God bless you. Take care. Next guy from USA came. Oh, how are you? What's your name? Doug Hayward Mills. Oh, where do you come from? Ghana. Okay, take care. Nobody related with him because he was from Africa. Nobody related with him. It took years of persistence, 10 years of persistence before Yongicho would even see him. Just for being black. Just for coming from Africa. It took 10 years of persistence. 10 years. He said, as for this anointing, I don't care how you see things, I will catch it. That was the only reason. One day, he said, David Yongicho said to him, David Yongicho's partner in ministry said to him, he said, Doug, you have tried. The man noticed him for 10 years. He noticed him struggle up for 10 years. Yeah. Just for having that passport in Nigeria. See, just for having a Nigerian passport, a difference is made. A big difference is made. Just for having a Nigerian passport. Yeah. How many of you have, have actually traveled overseas before? Anywhere? How many of you? Oh, where? To Indomie, please. Bensu Babel. Oh, come on. Bene Republic. Bene Republic. Bene Republic, we actually see Nigerians as Americans because it's kind of a poor place. Sorry? And the Philippines. Yeah. The Philippines, they will see Nigerians as bad guys. Yeah. They'll, they'll, look, they'll look at you. Where are you from? Africa? Nigeria? Ah. They look at you like you came from a museum. They look at you like you came from a museum. I tell you. No matter how you see it, just for being identified with Nigeria, 
Because our name has spread far and wide to every continent for evil. Our names eh, have spread far and wide to every continent for evil. You know, when you see when you see fraudsters, you will hate them if you see what they've done to the world. If you see what they've done to to Nigeria, if you see what they've done to Nigeria, you will just you will just not like them at all. You won't like them at all. Even when I was coming, this, the other plane I boarded, there were there were fraudsters in it. Nobody liked them. All the white people that were in the plane shifted requested to be shifted not because the people were coming to nigeria the white guys they were coming to nigeria but it looks like they they looked at those guys and remembered something i don't know if you get my point yeah it is what it is it is what it is it is what it is there are some visas you will not get in your life just for being a nigerian person there are some visas you will never have in your life. Some countries will never welcome you. Unless you are a special person. The embassy of Nigeria would have to call the country to grant you a visa. One of those countries is the Netherlands. You will never directly... There is a Netherlands embassy in Nigeria. I tried to go to the Netherlands. I've tried severally. There is a Netherlands embassy in Nigeria. But the Netherlands embassy is just a decorative embassy. It had stopped granting visas to Nigeria in 2015. It's just here for fancy. For you to go to the Netherlands, you have to go to France. You have to go to the French embassy. And the process will eliminate you. You can only, you can only survive at getting to France. The process of getting to the Netherlands through the French embassy. I mean, you would ask yourself, why would they have an ambassador in Nigeria? Why would they have an embassy in Abuja and they don't offer visas? And they're not the only ones like that. There are other countries like that here with embassies. Our name has been identified with an unclean thing. One very great pastor traveled to a certain country in Europe. And when he went to preach, he came back. Do you know what, what he said? He said, I was identified as a Nigerian. Do you know what that means? He was identified as a Nigerian. So the people didn't trust his message. Because he was identified as a Nigerian. Yeah. The South Africans are tearing apart because of Nigerians. They are tearing apart, tearing themselves apart, killing themselves because they can't stand Nigerians. They can't stand Nigerians. Okay? And that's where I'm coming to. Come out from among them. You might be a Nigerian, but you're not of this world. And the only way you can receive universal acceptance is when you become transformed. Because if you remain a Nigerian that you are now, the kind of Nigerian that you are now, where you do everything in a Nigerian way, you act in a Nigerian way, you think in a Nigerian way, and you live in a Nigerian way, 
you will be seen as an unclean thing. Yep. Do you get it? Praise the Lord. Yeah. Tell your neighbor this thing is not a joke. They just discuss briefly. Discuss it with your neighbor briefly. Discuss it with your neighbor briefly. What, what, what's happening to Nigeria? Maybe your neighbor even knows some things that are going on. Discuss. Find out some things. Adi, Adi, see your neighbor. Adi, see your neighbor here. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. It's very powerful, huh? It's very powerful. All right. Yeah. I mean, just just hearing this, how does it make you feel? How does it make you feel? Do you know how many services are close to us online? If you have ever tried to do some certain kind of international transactions online, Nigerians are bad. Specifically, Nigerians. Nigerians and some countries. They will say, there are some countries that we don't yet have these services for. Number one, Nigeria. Once you see Nigeria, then you just know it's because they are criminals. That's the only reason. Some of you cannot have online accounts. Certain online accounts where you can receive certain amounts of money. For example, if you do blogs and you want to get money, it's very hard though. The process of doing a blog in Nigeria and getting money through an online account is not easy. I'm trying to open one. You know how long it has taken me? Three weeks. I had to open an account in America, an American account. Then attach the American account to an account in Ghana, Barclays. Then attach that Barclays to my account. So money will be transferred four times. And all the four times, change will survive. Only change will make it to the last one. You see? You see what's, what Nigeria is becoming? Some of you trying to travel abroad, you don't even know what you're doing really. You don't know that where you are here, the acceptance level is too great. It's too great. But in other places, it's not as you see it. For people to accept you, you have to be something else. You have to be something else like Pastor Chris. Who cannot be easily observed as a Nigerian. And that's what I'm trying to get you to do. To come out from among them and be different. Yeah. To come out from among them. Not, you see, and be said, don't touch the unclean thing. Are you seeing where I'm going with this now? Yeah. Hello? Are you here? Have you gone home? Yeah. Tell your neighbor, please listen. He's trying to say something to you. Why are you always slapping him? I mean, I've since yesterday. Or maybe that's how your love language is, huh? (laughs) 
You see that? Yeah, look, this is very, very key. Everything I'm telling you right now is very key. Everything I'm telling you right now. If you want to enjoy a great international ministry, if you want to enjoy a great international life, if you want your life to be unlimited, if you want to, you know, to say, oh, I'm going to travel to London with my children during the holidays, you will not like your journey. You won't like it. It's not what you think. You won't like your journey. Being black is not good. Then being a Nigerian is worse. Being black looks like a curse. Just, just for being black. You will not believe me because you've not traveled. Maybe you think I'm extreme. So you will just, you probably think me like that. It's okay. But God's going to give you the chance, huh? God's going to give you the chance. Then you go, you go, you go around the world, you travel. God will give you countries here, countries there. You just be going, going, going. Then you see what you're, you see what I'm saying. There's, a, there's something that comes with this color. There's a reason Michael Jackson tried to change it. There's something that comes with this. It, it, it just, it's just there. It just, you can't explain it. It's just there. You know it in your heart that they're looking at me somehow. It's not like you're feeling inferior, negative. You came with a bad mindset. You just know it. You just know it. Alright? You just know it. The moment you walk into a bank overseas and you say, they ask you your nationality and you say Nigeria, the whole system changes. Say, please, can you kindly go this way? We have a special asset management, blah, 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 blah. They speak plainly English just to say, we think you're a criminal. That's all they're trying to say. But they're going to make it sound very, very nihilistic. Like, like they're trying to actually treat you special. But they're really trying to treat you special. And you go there and the process is long. And someone will come for the same thing. The same thing and take 10 minutes. But you take 3 days. Because they're trying to verify you. They will call even down to the pastor's number you gave them. Then that pastor will still be investigated. And the investigation will be investigated. Oh. You don't understand it. Many people who are doing great things actually have, and the Nigerians have multiple citizenships. They have multiple citizenships. So that they can say I'm British. Or I am Jewish. I'm an Israelite. I'm a Jew. Say, Where are you from? I'm from Israel. Oh, why are you black? Because, I mean, God likes it like that. Okay. Where are you from? I'm Nigerian. Oh, my. Wow, it's nice. You're Nigerian. <laughs> uh, that, that's just it. <laughs> uh, let's go. Yeah. Online, most white people unfriend Nigerians when they know they're Nigerians. Do you know that? Online, they won't friend you. If they know that you're a Nigerian person, they won't friend you. Or they will block you or they will never reply your messages. How many of you have experienced something like that? Maybe you don't even know why that's why some people don't even respond. So yeah, my point precisely is not to make you feel bad. I'm only telling you the reality from where you come from. It's so no wonder I was just sitting there and I said, God, why, why would you allow me to be born here? Why, why are you like this? I mean, my, my color is already an issue. Now, you brought me into one of the most notorious countries in the planet. 
were looked upon the way Afghanistan is looked upon. But just for, for a similar way of looking at us, but for different reasons. When somebody is coming with an Iranian passport, <laughs> even you, you, they say, where are you from? I'm from Afghanistan. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and the person says, can I live in your area? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I don't live here. <laughs> I don't live around here. No. There's some people, isn't it true? Why? There's a name that they're identified with, right? There's something they're identified with. You don't know the weight of a Nigerian passport until you travel. You will not know the weight of a Nigerian passport. You won't know the mighty forces you have to fight through to actually have a great life with a Nigerian passport. And so, if, I, if I'm trying to tell you this message, you may not even value it because maybe some of you are only Nigeria bound. But I want to believe that there is an international anointing here. Hallelujah. I want to believe it. I want to believe it. I want to believe it. Tell your neighbor, I believe it's you. Tell another person, I believe it's you. Yes. Do you believe it? Yes. I really believe it with all my heart. I really believe it with all my heart. Come out from among them and be separate. Even where I stay, I had to dismantle all my Nigerian paraphernalia and keep only my pictures of me in the U.S. They actually think I'm an American. I have super reception just for people believing I'm an American. Super reception. And now I'm working hard on actually doing that. I'm working on four passports. Personally speaking. That's for me. You, you will not understand. Like, for, you think it's a joke. Like when I'm saying it now, it's not like... Oh, it's a, it's a, I'm telling you, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's not a joke at all. It's not a joke at all. That's why even before you start traveling, one of the greatest things you can do is to get a mighty name here. It's the easiest way. But that will take a longer time, huh? Do you understand? Hello? Some of your faces are bland. Like there's no emotion on your face. What's happening? Is it... No, no, no. It's not about sadness. I'm just... Hope you know I'm telling you a reality. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm not trying to make you feel sad. I'm not trying to make you feel like something that is not worth it. But I'm trying to tell you something. That there must be a supernatural prophetic destiny for Nigeria for the devil to have seized the moment first. Before we could wake up, darkness took over the reputation. Before we could wake up. Because we all despised Idahosa. We all despised these people who were giving us a great name. Our name was spreading, spreading, getting good. Our name was getting really good at a point. Our name, when you say a Nigerian, you want a Nigerian. Because you're like, you must be anointed. You must be powerful. 
You must be strong. You must be a good footballer. Even our football reputation is now trash. And these were all the things that were making us great. Coco. Gra- I mean, granite. Is it granite or cocoa? Granite and cocoa. Alright, and let, let's stop mentioning them because now we are starting to. Before you know, we start saying cassava, palm wine, <laughs> cocoa, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so we, we went to them petroleum. We used to have a very good name. In, in the 1990s, Nigeria had a very good name. The Nigerian passport had a very great value. Because we were, we were known and endorsed by the Queen of England. So our passports had an equal value to the British passports. Our passports had a value that the British passport has today. The passport of the British is about the fourth most valuable passport in the world. The United States passport is the sixth. The passport is the first. It's always accelerating every year. It goes down. Because our international... How many of you have been to Murtala International Airport? How many of you have been there? Only one person? Okay. The international airport, airport, try and go there. Just try and go there and see why our passport value is dropping also. And go there and see. They use ladders sometimes to bring down international flights from U.S. There is no... You know that car that has a staircase? It's not this. They actually use ladders. Wooden ladders. Yeah, you see Americans climbing down uh, from from a Boeing seven four seven, a very tall plane, a long ladder, and they'll be shouting, "Be careful, oh, be careful!" There's a camera. There's a camera right there when they're checking your passport, and the person is asking a white man, "I need some money from you. Can you give me something?" You know, the embassy of every country is the first impression. The moment you enter into the, 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 moment you, and the, the international airport, actually, is the first impression, not the embassy. The international airport is the first impression. Half of the windows are broken. No AC is working, and there are no chairs for people to sit. The only place you can sit in the airport is at the restaurant. All the other restaurants that are there. The staff are not cautious. The toilets are all dysfunctional. And water flows out of them. And they smell. The staff are very dirty. I mean, it's where I came from. I slept at the airport. I slept at the airport. You, you don't want to know how I slept. I mean, I mean, international, the international people that came, who also didn't um, pre-book a place, were, were given cardboard papers to sleep on the floor. Cotton, cotton was dismantled and they laid on the floor and slept. I slept on a chair like this for 15 minutes after which someone took me out and showed, 
showed me around town and took me to a very grand hotel. Just a stranger. He said, I said, ah, you were on the plane with me. Let's, let's have some fun. Took me around. Took me around. Oh, man, it was a nice experience. I mean, I didn't sleep until I arrived here. Because you can't even sleep in the place. The smell from the toilet fills the atmosphere. The whole atmosphere. Cobwebs everywhere. The last time a thing was added there was when Murtala Mohammed himself built the place. That was the last time. Yeah. When the plane landed, it is only in, in the Nigerian, even in Liberia where there is no light. I've been there. No electricity. The road, the, 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 the runway is smooth. The Nigerian runway, the pilot had to go extra slow. Because the gallops were tremendous. I mean, you'll be, you feel like you, <clears throat> the plane was a car. So the pilot would go slow. We would have actually gotten to our departure point very quickly. It took us 10 minutes. The guy drove slow like it was a car, navigate, driving like a taxi driver. As soon as the plane landed, when it slowed, when it started decelerating to the point where then the guy has to drive and enter in. Ten minutes. You will see the plane turning. Like somebody is dodging dirty. Dodging grass. That, that's how he was driving for ten minutes. I'm sure the guy will say, well, here we are in back to Nigeria. There will be, be Yabi Nigeria at the pilot's cockpit. Pilots do that a lot. Pilots, uh, they'll be saying, one of the worst countries on the planet. Yeah. When you are arriving in Nigeria, look, the best time to know what a country is like is at night when you're coming in. Because you can see. Everywhere was dark. With lantern looking lights in some few places. And some places were super bright. I would guess that those were government places. Darkness. I just said, hey, I'm back. I'm back home. As the plane was dying, I said, I'm back home. I was just looking outside. I said, hey, mosquito. I was just thinking of the mosquito. I'm sure the mosquitoes are like, drop now. Oh, dad. <laughs> so, this, I'm, what, all this thing I'm trying to tell you is to let you know that the message I'm preaching to you today can be a deciding factor for you. It can be a deciding factor for you. How are Africans known? Now, it's not just about being a Nigerian, but it's about also being an African. How are Africans known? What are Africans known for? What are Africans known for? What are they really known for? This. When white people in Zimbabwe, a bridge was made in the 1800s that allowed the Zimbabweans to cross. Is it? Is it the Zambezi River or something? I think it's the Zambezi. Yeah, that river. All right. The British people built a bridge in 1847 or so. Something like that. They handcrafted it from London and shipped each part. Each one of the, the bridge, part by part, from England. 
that is still the only bridge that crosses that river till today. The other bridge is two lines of railway rods. One line on the left, one line on the right. Drive carefully. That's the second bridge. Two lines of railway rods. And there's a great one in there. Drive carefully, your car can fall. The only bridge was made in, 18, in the 1800s. Africa, something is wrong. Something is really wrong. Something is really, really wrong. Something isn't working. Something isn't working right. Look at the country. I know of a country that is struggling seriously financially. And its leadership wants to use 50 billion US dollars to change the cars of its leaders. That amount of money is a great financial stimulant for any population. It can boost a GDP in a long time, long run effect. 50 billion is the net worth of the richest man in Africa. And it's about to be used on a car, on cars for his leaders, change of cars. Something is wrong, huh? Change of cars, $50 billion. $50 billion for its leaders. Yeah. yeah that, that's just it. That's just it. That's just it. Other countries will say, we are now trying aerospace travels. Another certain country will say, we are about to do youth empowerment for agriculture. Huh? Something is wrong somewhere. Something is wrong somewhere. One leader came. We thought he was very educated. And you know the funny thing? Most of these people are very educated. Well traveled. You would think if you've traveled enough, if you've gone to enough schools in London, the US, India, here, 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 at least, at least, come on, we can vote you CBN governor. But a certain CBN governor tried to bring 5,000 naira notes that would have destroyed Nigeria, would have been a failed economy by now. Not a failed economy, would have been like Somalia. Because someone would have steal money. Somalia, that's what it would have been like. 1,000 naira notes has already done enough damage. A damage that if we don't remove it, it will remain. We can't solve our economic problem with a thousand naira note still present. And even 500 naira notes. No great country has anything bigger than a hundred. Well, except, I think, Korea or Japan. They have 10,000 and a thousand. But there's a way they run their system. Do you understand? There's a way they run their system. We don't run it like that. They don't run it like a democracy. They don't run it. They, they produce all their goods. Do you understand? It's a country that has pride in consuming its own goods. So that is 10,000 can have value. But in a country where nobody would buy a shoe that was made by Abel Akujobi. How do I see Abel Akujobi? 
for 3,000. All shoes made by Nigerians are fake. That's what we say. You never. You won't even buy boxers made by a Nigerian if you really knew it was Nigerian. You won't. Even your socks is not Nigerian. Do you know that? You don't like anything Nigerian. You don't like anything Nigerian. You don't like anything Nigerian. What's your dream car? It's not a Toyota. Is it a Nigerian car? And Nigerian cars are being made. At least being customized. But you, it's not your dream. The reason you want a Nigerian car is because you were hoping it to be cheap. But how can it be cheap when nobody buys? Look, face realities. Just face some interesting realities, okay? You have to know what's going on in the country. If care wasn't taken, even your pen would not be Nigerian. And I want to also tell you that most of our pens are not even Nigerian. huh? Most of our pens. Almost everything down to our sugar is being imported. Toilet rolls are imported. Yeah. Do you know there's a difference between the coke you drink here and the coke in America? How do you know? Have you tasted the coke there? Oh, you were told? You've tasted the coke there? Yeah. How many of you have tasted it? Yeah. The only place where the coke is the coke in Africa is in South Africa. It's the only country where the coke is the coke that I know of. Because South Africa is the Europe of Africa. But it's now changing. It's becoming worse. It's becoming like Nigeria. Something is wrong. In South Africa, when I went, the section where the whites stay, there's no mosquito. The sections where the blacks stay, there's mosquito in the same country. How's that possible? Who gave the demarcation lines to the mosquitoes? How, how, does, that, how does that work? Is that the mosquitoes were told by God, don't touch the white man. Suck these guys. There's some way. <laughs> There's some way as he's reaching to the heavens. Bite the hell out of them. No. God didn't say it. But it's the way of life. Turn to your neighbor and say, come out from among them. Hey, come out, come out, come out, come out. Look, you've got to come out, oh. You have to come out. The reason that we agree that we are Nigerian is because God sent us here. But we are not of this world. Yeah. But if you are otherworldly, you have to be different. Let me tell you some things that would probably touch your soul. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for the main thing? It's going to soon be your wee-wee break. You're going to have 30 minutes of break to wee-wee. I want to believe that some people wee-wee for 30 minutes. Huh? Yeah. So you have 30 minutes of time. The grace of God is going to help you in Jesus' name. Okay. So, one day I got disturbed. Before I tell you where it is in the Bible. One day I got disturbed. I got very disturbed seeing the situation around me. Seeing the handicap around me. I want to do everything to make your lives happier. I want to do everything. Everything I'm trying to do is so that you will have a a, a very happy life. That's why I'm surprised when you don't stick to me as a father to a son. When you're too big around me. Like you've even had an experience. When you look so loafy, when they ask you a question, you talk like you're something. It's amazing. Very amazing. And you've not even been anywhere in life, really. It's very, very amazing to me. Some of us...
the African thing. It's called phantom pride. Pride with no known cause. It is in Africa, people are proud for no reason. Here, it's called phantom pride. It was actually studied in a psychological thesis. And they found out that the black man generally seems to be proud for no reason. He's either used to being inferior, so he guards and protects himself by being proud. I don't know if you get it. Yeah. Phantom pride. And some of you have carried that African wayness into the church. You are big for nothing. You don't have money in your account. Your parents don't really have money. You're not really even doing well in school. But you are still proud. Why? 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 Where's the pride coming from? You see your beauty? Your handsomeness? Why? No one can ever know. Even you don't know why. Even you don't know why you say, me, I can't talk to that person. No. Look, at him. Look how he talked to me. Never. Why? Why? What's your problem? What's the problem? What makes you proud? It's a mystery in Africa. It's a big mystery. It's a big mystery. One of the people in my ministry that I have seen to exhibit pride the most are people from Delta State and River State. Yeah. The people from the South. Very proud. Phantom. And you know, Deltas and Riverine people are supposed to be one of the richest people in Nigeria. But they are actually one of the poorest. Yeah. The Yorubas. Probably their culture helps them to have a more humble way of doing things. But as for the man from the south, watch him. Watch him. I want to tell you that it's in, it's, 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 it's in you if you've come from the south region. If you have a southern blood or you have lived among them so long, it's in you. You have to watch out for it in yourself. Do you understand? Yeah, you have to watch out for it. Ask yourself why you're proud of so many things. You, sometimes you ask yourself, why, why, do I, why am I so proud, really? Some of you say, God, do they know I can never do it? It is mostly people from the Delta area and from the southern area that say I can't walk under anyone. Mostly. Mostly. The Yoruba people will walk under any circumstance, generally speaking. At least the ones I've seen, yeah? Uh, yeah. But see, Benin, all these places, all these other states, phantom pride. Usually, by the time you trace the people home, the parents don't even have money. There's no reason to be proud. But they shut their own doors. It's a spirit. They shut their own doors by their pride. Shut their own doors. Shut their own doors. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's very very real. Okay. So while I was while I was studying one day, I started reading books. I started I started saying, God, if if my children in spirits would come ahead, and they would experience this, it would be very bad. It would be very bad to travel places and to experience the pain, and to experience some levels of stuff, and especially if they are coming in your name. It's not going to be funny, God. I said, please, help me understand. Show me something. I started reading books. I started investigating. I started reading my Bible. 
And then I discovered the problem of Nigeria is not leadership. Have you noticed that even the good... I mean, one of the people that surprised me, I don't know if they surprised you the most also, was Charles Soludo. Didn't he surprise you? How many of you know the person I'm talking about? Yeah. Can I see your hand up? If I ask a question and you know, can you please raise your hand? You don't know, how many of you don't know Charles Soludo? Can I see your hand up? See your hand up? Okay. Charles Soludo. One time CBN governor. Very educated man. Professor. He's the one that almost made our currency 5,000. He's the one that brought 1,000. He's the one that devalued the Naira to what it's struggling to be now. He brought 1,000 to us. And he was about to go viral. He was about to go wild with 1,000 Naira. With 5,000 Naira. Imagine paying transport 50 Naira from here to Selu. And all you had was a 5,000 note. Even when you give 200, sometimes you see the struggle will change. Imagine somebody wanting to give you 4,950 change. How much does a man work for in a day? That he comes out in the morning and all you have is 5,000. That would be the destruction. Nigeria, if you need to thank God. You need to thank God that it didn't happen. What we are crying about today, we won't be crying about it. Had one uneducated man Oh, sorry. One well-educated man had he survived it. Had he thrived. And all he was trying to do was to have 5,000 notes so that money laundering could happen easily. An educated man. So that it would be easy to take 50 million and put it in a bag and hold it like it were a school bag. And no one would know. That's all. To destroy a whole economy for your one selfish cause. That is the African. It's not Charles Soludo. It's what you would have done. Why? Because the problem of the African man is not political. How do we know it's not political? Do you know all countries... Before the British left, before other people who colonized the countries left, all countries when they were managed by a different race of people, one dollar was always one of whatever that country was. Do you know that? One naira was one dollar when the British were here. How many of you have read that at least? How many of you know that? One naira was one dollar. One naira. The Nigerian currency was buoyant until they left. It didn't take long. Ghana was the first to receive their independence. That's why they are called the Star of Africa. They were the first, 1957. Received their independence. The person who was fighting their independence said something. He said, We reserve the right to manage or mismanage our own affairs. He was right. They removed the manage and kept the mismanage. There was a point where one dollar was 10,000 CDs. 10K. So we used to go to Ghana to buy goods. And Ghanaians used to come here to work. But today, we go to Ghana to work and come back to build houses. Even though they are mismanaging their funds in a horrible way. They are better than Nigeria. 
far better. Far better. There are more whites in Ghana than in Nigeria. It's a comfortable place for white people. Very comfortable. I mean, whites are inside normal buses, inside taxis, sitting down. Yeah. So, why do you need to know what I'm telling you? Because this thing is a spiritual thing, and we're going to solve it. Are you ready for us to solve it? Are you ready for us to erase this unclean thing? Are you sure? Alright, ask your neighbor in a very short one minute and just tell your neighbor, please, are you really honest about me? Like, like, just discuss this matter with the person. Like, guy, what do you really think about this? How do you feel about this? What do you think that we can do about this? Yeah. A minute. All right, praise the Lord. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So, why do you want to focus on this? Why do you want to focus on this? You know, in order to turn something white, you have to show how black it is. Yeah, that's why I'm showing you the reality of Africa. It's not the reality of Nigeria alone. It is Africa. 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 There's a certain African country I went to. Huh? In this country, they asked all the whites to leave in 24 hours with 24 kg. That is carry only 24 kg worth of goods and leave our country. Leave everything behind. With only 24 hours, 24 kg. 24 hours, 24 kg. And all the whites ran away. They said if you don't leave, there will be a massive slaughter. And they left. They were all afraid. They ran away. They left everything. There were skyscrapers when the whites were there. But I had the chance to see a skyscraper there in that particular country. And the skyscraper was filled with dustbin from the bottom to the top. Since the white left, from the place that the whites moved out, from the place the whites were staying, was all dustbin. Skyscrapers, elevators filled with trash inside. Trash. I mean, Imagine trash, whatever you're imagining, drinks, leftover rice, diapers, from the bottom to the top. Nobody even had the sense to live inside. They put death inside. The last time an infrastructure was built there was when those white people traveled. It's been years till today. And they started killing each other for the white people's property and had a massive war. See, it's the African man's life. I'm, I'm trying to tell you that, look, this is, this is a spiritual something. It's not physical because you can't understand why. You can't understand why. 
Why all the preaching and why is it so bad? Why all the teaching? Why is it the same? Something is happening somewhere. Depart ye. Come out. Touch not the unclean thing. Depart ye. See, are you seeing that it's an emergency? It's a state of emergency. But we can solve it gradually. You see, the church is not here to be a government body. We're not here to be an organization that builds schools. It's nice to build schools. It's nice. It's nice. I'm, I'm not saying it's not a nice thing. And, and, I'm, and, and I'm not saying anything. But what I'm actually saying is that we are called here to, to be called out. And if we cannot, in, in, in this place that we live, in these areas that we stay at, if we cannot be the heaven. I remember one day I was working with my son over there. And we're just going with, uh, where's Gabriel? With Gabriel. And while we're walking about together, you know, I bought him a drink. And after, when I bought, I got us drinks because we were trying to get something. And then we're all drinking. And he finished and threw it on the road. I was so mad at him. I said, if not for God, I will slap you. I would even say a word of cursing to you. I said, it's already terrible like this. Why would you add to terribleness? Such, such, such a way. I mean, you see, it's already dirty. It's already dirty. So you add to the... You, you see, we are a generation that adds sin to sin. We add evil to evil. We add bad to bad. We add crime to crime. If it's already there, why fix it? That's how it, that's, that's the African man for you. If it's already bad, why fix it? Let's drive the car like that. Have you never heard people say some things like that? I mean, look, look, don't worry. Who has it killed? All we just need to do is to be matching the pedal carefully. Let's drive the car like that. I mean, why switch off the generator and put fuel when we can hold the generator a certain way and be careful? No, we don't think far. You see what I'm saying? We don't think far. We think very near. Then when the damage happens, we start asking God why. Yeah. P.W. Bota. One time, governor in South Africa said, It seems to me that the black-skinned man cannot think beyond a year. If you think about it, it's not an insult. It's true. None of you here have life savings. None of you here have life, life insurance. Now, how can you be insured when God is taking care of you? Huh? None of you. I have life insurance for your information. If I have a great accident, my parents will be wealthy. Wealthier than they are. <laughs> or if I survive it, I'll be wealthier than I was when I had the leg. Yeah. No, we don't, we don't think like that. How can I think like that? Me? Think of the future? For what? <laughs> Tell your neighbor, great change is coming to you. Great change is coming to you. Yeah. So you feel the state of emergency. So here is where the problem came from. The problem came from some holy men. And some foolish boys. We call these holy men great men. And we call these foolish boys bad boys. They change the cause. Look, I want you to understand something. How many of you have come to make a very great discovery about life? That life is not equal. Yeah. And life is not made fair. How many of you have made that discovery? Yeah. Life is not made fair. It's not. 
It's not. You will never be treated like a white man. I want you to know that. Never. Except the spirit of divine grace is on you. Do you understand me? Then you'll be treated specially. But I tell you, yeah, life wasn't made fair. And I want to tell you why life wasn't made fair. Are you ready to see it? Let me show it to you. God made all life fair and the same. But holy men changed it. Open your Bibles with me, please, to the book of Genesis, chapter number 9. And within the next, by 11.58 or thereabouts, we should be having our wee-wee breaks. So you can rest and you can relax and all of those things that's coming up on your mind. Huh? Genesis, chapter 9. If you are there, please say, I'm there. Okay, so we're going to be reading from verse 18 to verse 25. Genesis, chapter 9. Verse 18 to verse 25. You know, this isn't what I was supposed to preach. This morning when the, when the angel woke me up, the angel said, talk about this. I believe that some certain kinds of anointings will come upon you by knowing this. Yeah, How many of you are ready for an international anointing? I think I am. I think I am. I mean, I'm not there. What is 17 countries? I'm not there. How many of you are ready for it? I want to see your hands up. Let God see your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Genesis 9 verse 18 to verse 25 If you're there, I'll read it together with you It says, And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark Were Shem and Ham and Japheth And Ham is the father of Canaan These are the three sons of Noah And of whom was the whole earth overspread that means the whole earth received the spreading, right? But have you noticed something? Notice that after they mentioned the three sons, then they said, And Ham was the son of Canaan. They didn't say Shem was the son. Had a son. Would, would, would look at something. Why was this guy's name mentioned so eloquently? Huh? Okay. We're going to find out. And Noah began to be an husbandman. And he planted a vineyard, and he drank of the wine and was drunken. And he was naked within his tent, uncovered, right? And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment, and laid it upon their shoulders, and went backward, and covered the nakedness of their father, and their faces were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah woke from his wine and knew that he knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, the servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. Holy man. Holy man. Noah, a holy man. Now, First Chronicles chapter 9 will teach you something when you read it at your spare time. First Chronicles chapter 9, I believe, verse 18 is going to teach you something. And one of the things that it's going to teach you is who these children were. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Who these children were. Alright? Who these children were. You want to check it out, First Chronicles? It looks like everybody is very itchy to know things today. I'm very amazed. Everybody is rushing to open Bible. Ah, uh, it's great. We all need solutions, huh? 
is it First Chronicles? Did I say First Chronicles? Are you sure? Okay. Mm. It's First Chronicles chapter one, verse eight. Excuse me, please. First Chronicles chapter one, verse eight. First Chronicles chapter one, verse eight. Right. The sons of Ham, Cush, and Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. So Ham had how many? How many sons? Four, namely, Cush and Mizraim. Put and Canaan. Alright. Now, I want to explain something to you. You would notice that. Let me tell you what happened here. Let me tell you the drama that happened here. So, you know, Noah just finished from a very long, frustrating journey. Where he had not seen land for a long time. And had not drank wine for a while. And then he finally became a husband man. Alright planted a nice vineyard and one day he put the wine out of it and in his enjoyment you know when you have missed something for a long time you tend to overdo it right how many of you have been there uh-huh so yeah, you, you tend to overdo it so this guy was so excited over the opportunity to take wine again so he drank and got drunk and when he got drunk he took off his clothes <laughs> have you seen some kind of drunkenness that does that. Yeah. I don't know if you have witnessed something like that. It's hot here. Ah, it's hot. <laughs> hey. Woo. <laughs> and take off the clothes. Those of you who wear, once, some of you are still partying and going to nightclubs. But those of you who once did those things, how many of you once did that? How many of you once did that? Nightclubs and all that. Can I see your hands up? We've all done stuff, okay? I mean, evil learners. What are the people that opened the nightclubs? <laughs> yeah. Now, when he had gotten drunk, he got hot. He took off his clothes. And when he took off his clothes, he, was, he slept off, stuck naked. And Ham came, and when he saw it, he put it on Facebook. It's not me and my daddy's wee wee. He snapped, laughed at his dad. Then, you know how some of you treat things. Sensitive matters, you laugh about it, huh? So he went and called his brothers to come and laugh at the father with him. Brothers heard it that daddy is naked. Come and see Bomb Bomb. Laughing at his father's Bomb Bomb. What is there in a Bomb Bomb? Huh? You see? You see how people put woo in their lives? They just, they just, they just, you just want, you just went and put sand in your whole life. And then, when the brothers heard it, they took a blanket. Help me, Jesus. They took a blanket and said, Daddy is on the bed. You hold this side, Japheth. I hold this side. And they walked backward. Walked backward. Walked backward. Put it on the dad and walked out. They didn't even look after they covered him. When Noah woke up, he discovered that he was on a blanket. So he called Shem. Shem, come. What happened here? Uh, Daddy, I, I, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Then who clothed me? I did. How can you now say you don't know? I don't know. So what happened? Well, um, 
Ham told us that you were naked. Ham told you I was naked. So you came to see my nakedness. No, 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 no. no, no. That's why I said I don't know. We walked backward. He said, oh, you walked backward. How about Ham? Well, he was laughing. Ah, oh, Ham. You're laughing at me, huh? This is where parents have powers. Don't joke with the power of fathers. Don't joke. Your revelation of grace will not change what they will say. Uh, you know, eh? there's a certain kind of foolishness that is in your life that if you don't cure it with the Bible, eh? when something, a repercussion catches up with you, you will not find it easy. Let me tell you for There are certain words that have been spoken that still exist today, despite all the new creation you know. For example, there is a curse called the curse of Adam. Through the toil and sweat of your brow will you walk. How many people do you know who are walking like that? You, as a student, is it not through the sweat and toil of your brows that you understand things? Is it not through the sweat and toil of your brows that you study? Even your pastor, the one preaching all the nice things, through the sweat and toil of his brows, he's doing everything. This is... Yeah. Some things seem to still run. That's why we need the new creation. Like We need to get into something. And that's what I'm trying to get you into, yeah? That's what I'm trying to get you into. A basic head knowledge will not solve it. A wonderful, fantastic news will not change it. And screaming it is cancelled will not cancel it. Yes. That's why, that's why, that's why all of us, all of us, all of us are going through it. All of us are going, almost all of us here are going through it. You can say, not me, by the grace of God, I'm a different person. Please, please, don't bring yourself. <laughs> don't bring yourself. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? There's another one that is an operation. The curse on Eve. True pain. True pain you will deliver. Huh? Do you know how few women who have ever... There are very few women who have ever given birth without pain. There are so few that it is so rare that even doctors commend the people. You had no pain? Wow. We're amazed. What happened? It is natural. Every child, when he's in the belly, he's happy. Every child is happy in the belly. No child cries in the belly. But when a child comes out, when a child comes out, he can feel something. There's a this guy send me back. <laughs> hey, send me back. I gotta go back. Yeah, something is at work. Do you understand me? Yes. So, so despite so despite what you know, I need someone to replace this guy. He doesn't have to open a door. Yeah, you replace him, please. So despite all we know, so tell him he's been replaced. He opens the door like an amateur. When you open the door, you're supposed to stand there or go out to meet whoever you So yeah. There are many other things like that. I don't know if you're understanding me. 
There are many other things like that. There are many, many other things like that. There are many other things like that. Despite what we know. And it's almost all of us who see these things at work. And I want you to know it's not normal. I hope you know death is also from a... Even the greatest men die these days, yeah? Isn't it true? Death is a curse. Death is not natural. God said, from the dust thou was made, and to the dust thou shalt return. Death is not natural. Death is a curse. Today, if we preach that death is a curse, you know people say, people say you are going too far. You are going too far. What kind of Christianity are you preaching? It's now stories. Is it not true? You dare not preach immortality. Because death is not, it's a curse we have balanced with in life. We have also balanced with the curse of Adam. And we have also balanced with the curse of Eve. But the black man received something too. When Ham spoke a word, did what he did to his father, then Noah said, Cursed be Canaan. He cursed the son of Ham, right? Okay, so he cursed the son of Ham. Now, now, he said, a servant of servants shall he be all his days. Now, I want you to see something with me. But Canaan was innocent, wasn't he? Canaan, the poor boy was innocent. He was just on his own. I'm sure he was playing that day when something happened. Something started coming. Look at Proverbs 26 verse 2, please. Make sure you're opening your Bible. Make sure you are not browsing or using your phone for anything other than the Word of God here. And if you have a feeling that you should do any other thing, please you may kindly leave. And when you leave on account of anything else, kindly don't return. Please. Make sure you're using your phone for the right thing. Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 2. Can someone please read it? Yeah. You see that? What does that mean? The cause or the curse without cause shall not alight. You see? That is why the 18th verse started out by saying, And Ham is the father of Canaan. Because even though Noah said a curse to Canaan, Canaan was innocent. So the curse alighted on Ham. Because there was no reason for, for Canaan to be cursed. Do you understand that? Come on, are you here or have you gone home? Alright? Oh. The curse cannot alight on someone there is no reason to curse, right? I mean, for what? What have I done? Canaan didn't get it. Ham, who is the father of Canaan. That's why his name was specifically mentioned. And brought out to us. Because it was Canaan that was innocent. And Ham was the guy who committed the bad thing. Alright? Alright, so now let me explain it to you. Are you ready to see this? So then there were four descendants of Ham, right? According to First Chronicles 1.8. If you do a lot of history, if you do a lot of history search, huh? let me tell you this. 
Cush was the forefather of various Ethiopian tribes. Cush, the first son of Ham, was the forefather of various Ethiopian tribes that settled south of Egypt and also overran Arabia, Babylon, and India. Africa. One. Her. Mizraim was the forefather of various Egyptian tribes. Mizraim means double. Tribes of the double Egypt. They came out of him. Foot was the forefather of the Libyans and other tribes in northern Africa. And then Canaan was the forefather of people that settled mainly in Palestine and Arabia. So the first three sons cover all of Africa. Because all of Africa came from the rest. Do you understand that? The Ethiopians are very... Most of African people come from all those places. Do you know that? The Ethiopians are very old. They are one of the oldest Africans. Yeah. Most other African countries come from them. This includes West Africa. So hear what he said. A servant of servants shall you be. That's where the problem came from. Help me, Jesus. Every curse has a picture with it, right? Every curse can, kind of comes with a picture. When the curse, when the curse is there, it curses paint pictures, huh? You know what? Let's take a minute to pray. Stand to your feet. Take a minute to pray. Don't pray very loud, but just pray. Ogama Daddy. Sabande, Kabanda, Kabanda, Kabande Belede, Shibangalade, Kabarubogo. Shigalabadi, Shombolo, Shamba Kidadadi, Shamba Gidadade, Shambalaga, Shambalede. In the name of Jesus, you may be seated. You may be seated. A servant of servant. So you can see that a picture is being created, right? Now, observe, it's wanting to be a servant. But imagine a houseboy having a houseboy. Imagine how. And so, since that time, the stigma of a houseboy of a houseboy has followed the African man. Since that time. The stigma of a houseboy of a houseboy. You see, holy men, before we had a chance to say, we are innocent, we didn't do it, no one sent it. Holy men have decided the future of the world. So life stopped being fair. How did he bless Shem? He said, blessed be Shem. He said, he shall rule over the house of his brother. And Japheth shall be under his tents. And Canaan shall serve him. 
Shem is where the Israelites come from. The Jews, the Europeans, the Asians. No. Yeah, the Jews, the Europeans, the Americans. The actual Americans. Okay? And some of those. The G8 mostly come from Shem. And other very great countries. Generally. It's not... This is studies. I mean, we, you, you, don't worry, Lisa. We'll te- you, you know, it's why you should read the Bible, huh? It's why you should read the Bible. Some of y'all are just going around reading certain things. You don't allow yourself to identify, I have a problem. You know, the Bible is there to help you with the diagnosis you observe, huh? But some of us never diagnose anything. You just live on with, I'm fine. How can you be fine? How can you think you're fine? Does this look like what a fine life is? That's the problem with us. We don't let the word of God bring healing to our hearts, yeah? We just accept things like fools. Like, we just, we just say, it's fine, it's fine. It's okay, it's okay. That's the African man's way. Have you ever seen an African man carrying out a life-threatening research? Research that takes a lifetime. No African man has ever done it in the history of Africa. It's only when you go online, you see Americans... Some, someone was trying to get a, a sting index. That is to know how painful the stings of different insects are. To get that sting index of almost all the poisonous insects, all the painful bites, all the painful stings, all of them. That were possible to find. Will you ever see a Nigerian hold a program like that? If you, when you watch such a thing, don't you say this guy is a fool? The guys on Facebook and mostly on YouTube. Brave Wilderness. That's the name of his event. Brave Wilderness. He has taken on scorpions, bullet ants, one kind, the African wild bee. So many bites. Now he has made a scientific statistic. No Nigerian does. No African ever does things like that. Why, what am I risking my life for to know how painful bites are? But now that they are finding it, they are finding the cure to these things. After finding the cure to these things, teaching people how to handle it when it happens, we are benefiting from someone's... That's the difference. It's a difference. We can't help it. It happens. It just there. It just happens. It just happens that, that we wait for them to bring us the thing. We wait for them to come and build the school. We wait for them to come and invest. We wait for them to come and do. They do everything. All Nigeria is stable because of foreign companies. If it were left to only the wealthy men, Nigeria would have crashed. Nigeria is stable because of all the wealthy companies in, in this place. Do you remember the time when foreign investors were pulling out? Do you remember what happened to Nigeria? It will show you that Dangote is not enough. Do you understand? Hello? Come on, guys. Do you understand what I'm saying? Dangote is not enough. When foreign investors were pulling out massively, the Nigerian economy dropped in such a painful way. Why? Because we need them. We need them. We need them in our churches. We need them in our houses. We need them on our streets. If a white man is on your street, it will be good. It will be very good because he will not allow the streets to look the way it is. We need them. If a white company is on your streets, just know you have light. 
Just know. How many of you know, know that? Just know you will have light because they will bring the blessing of Noah with them. So you see that it's not that the presidents and the leaders are bad. A holy man decided what Africa would be. Because one boy could not stop laughing at the wrong time. Could not stop laughing. Noah died without ever changing his words. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. He died without ever changing his words. But I praise God for the blood of Jesus. I praise God for the blood of Jesus. But we must know what to do about it, huh? Because if you are ignorant, it keeps staying there. It keeps living in your life. Jopin, do you know how many curses are in operation? You know how many? The curse of death has been alive for a long time. Look at all of us preparing for death. A curse. We have owned up to it as nature. Everybody is preaching hard work as, a, as one of the number one principles of success. A curse. A curse is the number one principle of success. Hard work. Toil and sweat, otherwise you can't make it. A curse is our number one principle of success for mankind. Paul said, I labored intensely. Paul labored intensely. Jesus said, pray that the Father will send laborers. Life is now fashioned around the curse. Life is, when somebody says, I'm seeing life easy, you see it's a lie. There is no human being having an easy life in this world. Chances are that you are right, huh? Because most of the time that's true, eh? It's true. So what am I trying to tell you right now? That this is it. A servant of servants. Can you see how serious this is? A servant of servants. Noah decided the wealth of nations before nations became anything. There were many men who decided the wealth of nations. Noah decided. Moses decided. People just got angry and said words and died. Elisha decided. He said, why did you stop shooting the arrow? If you had kept shooting it, did I tell you to stop? If you had kept shooting it, you would have utterly destroyed the enemies of Israel. But they will never leave. And he died. Till today. Up till today. Israel has... These people should have been easy to annihilate. But a word is protecting them from a man of God. A word from a man of God is keeping the enemies as perpetual enemies. Surrounded. Israel is surrounded by perpetual enemies. Because a man got angry and said a word and died. He couldn't change it. Heesh. Don't take these things lightly. Look, the Bible is there to teach you so much wisdom. But the problem is, we are so close-minded. We don't ask. We... That's just it. That's just us. That's just us. That's just who we are. That's the African mind. We are so close-minded. We don't, we don't research. We don't, we don't easily look at a situation and become realistic. The black man does not. How can I be realistic? He can't be saying the truth. That's the African man for you. What was is what will be. But what we are going through is not normal, okay? How many of you admit that what we are going through as a continent, as a country, it's not normal. It's not normal. 
no matter how beautiful a lady is, there is something wrong with her attitude when she's African. Unless she, the father or the mother or the parents know about something, then that thing is taken out. It's just like that. So I'm going to teach you how to reverse a curse. And we can reverse this one. Noah died, but Jesus is alive. We will, you see this thing, our lives, what are we going to do? We will reverse it. Tell your neighbor, you see the, give your neighbor a high five. We'll reverse this thing. Ah! Put it in reverse. Let me tell you something. How do you neutralize a curse? By finding out the blessing. The opposite of the curse is how to neutralize the curse. They live in by the opposite. The curse is broken. Do you get it? Is it not easy? You don't neutralize the curse by bringing olive oil and 17 prophets. The opposite of the curse is a blessing. Living by the tenets of that blessing neutralizes the curse. Do you get it? Who, who doesn't understand it clearly, please? Okay. If I say to you, you will not do well in school. Huh? It's like a curse, right? Now, then another person says to you, if you read, you will do well in school. The only way for you to neutralize the curse I spoke over you not doing well is to see that what the other person said was a blessing, huh? But then the person said, if you read, you will do well. So what do you do? You stay with with the agreement of that blessing by reading, and suddenly you've broken the curse. Do you get it? The opposite of the curse is how to neutralize the curse. Who still doesn't understand it? Who understands it? So the opposite, huh? The opposite, huh? You feel a bit sleepy? If you feel a bit sleepy, you can, you, can, you can just stand up for a minute and take yourself. How many of you feel sleepy? Let me know if I should stop now and come back later. How many of you feel a bit sleepy? Okay, my wonderful lady over there. Two people feel sleepy. Okay, that's too small a number. So we're going to get there by 11.58. We're going to go on break. Someone should make me remember the time, huh? Okay. So yes, now, here's something. But before I tell you, okay, I'm going to teach you something that's just going to change your whole life. It's going to change your whole life. Maybe some of you don't even believe me. But I want to know something. Okay? 75% of the poorest countries in the world are in Africa. Only Only 25% are outside Africa. 75% of the poorest countries in the world are in Africa. Mm. Think about that, think about that, think about that. Alright? In sub-Saharan Africa, 589 million people live without electricity. In sub-Saharan Africa, that's where we are. 589 people Alright? Yeah. 
I want to give you some very, very... Women in sub-Saharan Africa are over 230 times more likely to die during childbirth or pregnancy than women in North America. So the chance is beyond 100%. It's 238%. So more people have lost their parents. Yeah, you, you, you know that, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Let me tell you on the financial side, just a brief, a brief research that you should know. Primary school enrollment in African countries is among the lowest in the world. 33 million primary school aged children in, in sub-Saharan Africa do not go to school. 33 million children. We always see them on the road selling. Okay? Africa loses an estimated 20,000 skilled personnel each year to developed countries. 20,000 a year. That is a serious leakage. The great doctors, the great engineers, the great inventors, they live every year get visas. Great pastors that would have been mighty. They live. They don't become much in other countries, but they live. Alright? Slums are home to 72% of urban Africa's citizens. 72%. Yeah. Just in case you don't know, BDPA is a well-packaged slum. Just in case you don't know. You must know what are the um, standards for what a slum is. Waterlogged roads, muddy roads, all right? Houses joined without breathing spaces. You have to brush outside. People share a common kitchen and toilet. This is the definition of a slum. Just in case, just in case you don't know. By that, by, by that definition, by that definition, how many of us realize that at one point or another we have lived in a slum? You've never lived in a slum? Some of us need to raise two hands and two legs. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, basic sanitation and hygienic standards which have prevented millions of deaths across the world are yet to be instilled across Africa. They are still an idea. They've not existed yet. Just basic sanitation. I mean basic sanitation. For example, abroad in the United States, there are no door handles in toilets. A toilet shouldn't have a door handle. Because bacteria is passed easily the most through toilet doors. So abroad, most of the doors that go into the toilet open on their own. That has solved death by 38%. Just, just removing handles from toilets. How many doors here have handles? If, you, if your toilet has a handle door, door handle, can I see your hand? Okay. There are an estimated 5,500 AIDS deaths a day in Africa. 
there are an estimated 5,500 deaths a day in Africa. 5,500 people die daily of AIDS in Africa. Oh, let me tell you something. Statistics in Africa. Do you know that the population of Nigeria was not gathered by Nigeria? It was gathered by the United States. They came here to do our population for us and told us our figures. Because we don't take statistics. We estimate. We know that our languages are about 250 indigenous languages because of UNICEF. Nigeria didn't do anything about it. UNICEF came and helped us gather the statistics, then gave the government and left. All of these statistics, you see white people coming here, going into villages, going from hospital to hospital to find out the causes of certain things. Their heart is moved, but our hearts are not moved for ourselves. They know the statistics we don't know for our own country. It was a white man that knew the population of Benin. Three million, three hundred and something thousand people. It was a white man. It wasn't a Benin man. It wasn't a Benin government. A stranger came to another land and calculated population because he wanted to start business. And broke it into different political zones and different kind of statistical strata and gave it to the government. And the government paid a song. By giving him a choice place. That's how he came and made money, huh? Help me, Jesus. Right, right, right. The story of black people all over the world is the same. In Mexico, in the United States, in Bahamas, Jamaica, Ghana, Guyana. All right, Bloemfontein. Everywhere, everywhere, all black people have exactly the same traits and the same trends. All black people. The black Americans have the worst in America. It's not that the worst was given them. But the slums in the United States became slums when blacks moved there. Yeah. The slums in the United States, the Bronx, all of this became slums when blacks moved in. Yeah. Alright? Yeah. In the United States, do you know that the exact story of black people in Africa is the exact story of black people in America? The exact story. No difference. The story is the same. Today and yesterday. No difference. So it's not a country thing. Huh? It's something beyond genetics. I see the blood. Yes. I see the blood. I mean, have you not watched Blackish? How many of you have watched Blackish? Yeah, you've watched Blackish. You see, what that guy is portraying is exactly how the black man sees himself in the United States as a servant of servants. Nobody, all Americans have equal rights in the United States. But every black man still feels like something 
there is an unfairness happening to him. That's, that's, that's basically what blackish portrays, yeah? Isn't that true? Yeah, that's basically what blackish portrays. There is an, there is, there's always an unfair disadvantage. It is the word, a servant of servants shall you be. So we can give you equal rights, and yet you still not be equal. We can change the system for you, and you still not be equal. Obama came and became the worst president in American history. He changed the face of morality and ethics on our planet. Today, we are feeling the effect of it even in Benin. Now, people are saying I'm gay. They no longer seek change. They no longer believe that it's, it's wrong. And there are those of you here who call black white and white black. You say it's fine. God made you like that. How can God make someone and ask a man to have sex with a man's bonbon? You know what a buttocks is? Like, like do, you know what, do you know what it is? Do you know what, what happens with your butt? Does it, does, it, does it do reproductive work? How can God do that? Like, can, why do you think God is like that? Why? Why do you think God is like that? Why? How can you say it's okay? You are a person that calls black white and white black. Being a lesbian is fine. You know, it used to be LGBTQ. It used to be LGBT. Then it became LGBTQ. Now it's LGBTQA. Yeah, there's more added to it. Oh, it will keep getting worse. Obama came and changed the story. Came and changed. He just came and ruined the story. Till today, the whole world is fighting to balance morality and ethics. Donald Trump, that would have been a very good president, is now looking like a bad person. There's one place darkness is supposed to be in hiding. When you allow darkness to be in, in public and to say, I am darkness, you have destroyed the fabric of society. Darkness is called darkness because it's supposed to be in hiding. But when you say darkness, come out. Gay people, come out and be naked. Huh? Come out. Have a gay church. Then you see a priest coming out and saying, I am my assistant. We've loved each other for 15 years. We've been having sex for a long time. I think it's time we get married. And the bishop blesses it. And says, it's fine. Wow, I didn't know you loved each other. Let's have marriage counseling. And then he does marriage counseling. And family and friends gather. And he says, the Lord bless you and bless your marriage. That's what happens when darkness comes out, yeah? Yeah. But when darkness is hidden, little by little, light takes place. Light takes ground. Do you understand? And then goes into the hidden corner and then destroys darkness so people become free when they are hidden. So somebody says, I was gay for a long time. I was hiding. But I heard that message and it changed my life and I asked for deliverance from God. One of those people was Donnie McLaughlin. Donnie McLaughlin was a homosexual. Robert Lyadon was a homosexual. 
God's generous writer. Homosexual. He's okay today. Why? Because the light went to the darkness. But now the darkness says, this is light also. So it says, what is the use for light? That's what it says. Huh? Help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Yeah. So the blacks. That's what happens when a black man enters in. All of us were shouting, let a black man come in for once. Let a black man come in for once. But if you knew this portion of scripture, you would know it would not have gone anywhere than it went. If you knew the scripture, you would know it would not have gone any way more than... They must mess something up in a critical way. Because a servant of servants shall you be. Servants are always to blame. Always to blame, huh? Yes. Mess things up. Look at what Obama did. Change, change the game for the whole world. He changed the game. Now, religions are taking it that if gay people can be like this, then we too, Satanists, have cathedrals. 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 I mean a cathedral with, a, with an inverted cross and Jesus' head down. Or whatever they, they call Jesus' head. Yeah. Live. Online and say yourself. They have live stream services. They live stream their services, huh? I've watched one before. I'm very inquisitive. I said, let me watch this service. And, I, and they have their own, their own Bible. The Bible is simply the theme of their teaching is be an original. Don't believe anything. Don't think anything. How can there be a God? Science can explain everything. That, that's, this, the pre, that's satanic. That's the Bible. That's their Bible. Use your logic. How can you say there is a God? Satan is good. Use your logic. What are you saying? God? Where? Where? So they said satanism is not the worship of the mythical Satan. But satanism is a declaration of independence from ideas that have enslaved us for years. That's what Satanism is defined as, yeah? Uh, <laughs> once have I spoken, twice will you have to hear. <laughs> Get the message. It's a declaration of independence from ideas that have held us as slaves for years. Declaration of independence. Is this not what most of us are trying to get here? A declaration of what? Independence from ideas that have held us for years. And they say one of those ideas is Jesus. What is Jesus? What is Jesus? Who is Jesus? What is Jesus? Who is Jesus? How can he be God? I mean, what nonsense. The same thing said in one of the cartoons of the same things. They say, the world was fine until a magic baby was born. Then he threw things into chaos. Cartoons are now posting these things too, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So the story of black people is also the story of the least in UK. It's the story of the lowest. Don't mind them saying, oh yeah, you know, mate, I got my, you know, um, graduation in Brighton. And uh, everything going on good. You say, yeah, mate. 
that the same, the lowest and the poorest. The same everywhere. Everywhere. But I see a change coming through you. I see a change coming to you. That thing, that thing, that thing that was spoken, age is living. Because because we are we are neutralizing it by gangster walking into the blessing. You understand? Gangster walking in there. There's, you know what I see in the spirit? I see a long line of us. I'm seeing it in the spirit. A long line of us. And all we are waiting for is a light. The moment I start teaching it, one man crosses in. And he's gone. Another man crosses in. And he's gone. Another man crosses in. And he's gone. Then, when we have crossed the line, and we have gone, then we will come back to the other side. Remember, we taught yesterday that Jesus is the door. Where people go in and out and find pasture. Hey! So, we will go to the other side. Find pasture and bring the others with us. That's what we are going to be. But we can only be that by being the church. The church is actually the solution to Africa. That is why religion is strongest in Africa. And that is why Christianity is needed in Africa. Some people say, why do we need more churches? You, you don't even know that even there are many churches that don't even know. They don't even know. They don't even know. But look carefully. All the churches doing great things don't act like Africans. They are leaders. They don't have African ethics. They don't have African ethics. They hate the concept. If you do anything African, you're fired. You can't be near them. You can't. Oyedepo is like that. Forget that they, pray, they, 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 they play African jams. You know, Oyedepo's church. Try and be African around him. Just try. Just try. Just try. The way you will so lose your job. The way you will so slap. And he, I, I heard it's very authoritative. He will slap you. He will slap you. Say, you're stupid. Get out of here. Get, get out. I, I don't want to see you forever. In fact, as you're going, take a course. Yeah. You used to attend winners, right? Ask him. As you're going, take a course with you. It will never be well with you. Just because you acted African. Oh, as for Pastor Chris. He can't even call Abba. Abba. He doesn't want to hear. Changed his hair. <laughs> changed. Oh. Changed everything. All his friends are white. Even his daughter didn't marry a Nigerian. And the Ghanaian that she married was a very great man's child. A man that has no Africa in his genetics. That's it. That's it. So you stay there. To show you how much he actually disliked the curse that was flying about. That he knew was running the life of African men. He got married to a half-caste, Pastor Chris. I guess he didn't say white woman then. I'm not saying you should leave all our beautiful sisters here. That's not what I'm saying, huh? Because these sisters here, they are being transformed right now, huh? And we're going to have more of these camps, isn't it? And more of the women will keep being churned out. Ace, as they come out, we are no longer African. But we are Nigerians. But Africa is gone from our systems. Yeah. 
something has to change qualitatively in our lives. But you will be shocked to see what the cause is doing. When I tell you, don't feel bad. Ask your neighbor, promise you wouldn't feel bad. Another thing I want to ask you, please, in advance, I apologize. Don't be angry with me. Don't dislike me. Don't leave. Don't wee-wee when it's time. Don't wee-wee when it's time. Because it will make you want to wee-wee when I start. Huh? All right. So this is where we are. We are here. We are here. But we are are changing. Aren't we changing? Yeah. So Noah awoke and said these words to Ham, a servant of Sabbath. Oh yeah, I told you, he, he also blessed Japheth. I told you he blessed Shem, right? He also blessed Japheth. He said, blessed be Japheth. He said, he will be great. And he shall live in the house of Shem, his brother. Then he said, and Ham shall, no, and Canaan shall be his servant. So Canaan is the servant of Shem and Japheth. And since Canaan was innocent, Ham is the what? Servant of Japheth and Shem. The Japheth that is under the covering. Sorry, Japheth. Israel comes from Japheth. Israel comes from Japheth. The United States and most other European places come from Shem. That is why today the United States is taking its personnel to cover Israel. They fight for Israel as if Israel is their blood. It was Trump that declared Jerusalem the official capital of Israel. What they've been fighting for for over 70 years. You know what's happening? The prophecy is happening practically. Shem is covering Japheth. And Ham is serving both Shem and Japheth. So I want you to know, traveling to America, coming back with a very great accent, coming back with another kind of citizenship does not change this thing. If you like, have an American citizenship. If you like, become an American soldier. If you like, become, a, become an American pastor. If you like, become a British. If you like, become everything. But the thing is this. The word that moved. The word that moved that day. Is not something that you can change when you change the color of your skin. It's not something you can change when you change your nationality. It's something that changes spiritually. I see it changing. So what's it, what, what are the signs of a typical servant of servant? Alright? Look with me in the book of Proverbs chapter 31. Look in the Bible. I want to show you something before I tell you the signs. I'll tell you one and then we'll go on a wee-wee break, okay? Or two. I'll tell you two and then we'll go on a wee-wee break. Woo, rookie. This is a serious thing, eh? Wow. Did you know about it? You didn't know about it, huh? Did, don't you wish you knew earlier? Yeah. What if you were told when you were six? Or seven or eight or nine or ten? Probably things would have been different, right? You would have, you would have lived a certain way. Eh? 
Proverbs chapter 30 verse 21 and verse 22. Proverbs chapter 30 verse 21 and verse 22. If thou art there, say it. Amen. Amen. Arrivest thou there. It doesn't take two. It takes one. He's going to investigate it. Have you seen it, please, everybody? Hello, my beautiful sister. What's your name? Bor. Oh, this is the Bobbly. Ah, Bobbly. Wow, finally I met you. You're too fine. That's why you're behaving like this. But beauty is not forever, eh? Proverbs 30, verse 21 and 22. Proverbs 30, verse 21 and 22. Look what it says. For three things, the earth is disquieted, and the four which it cannot bear, for a servant when he reigneth, and a fool when he is filled with meat. I'll, pre- I'll pretend, I'll pretend I didn't hear this. I'll pretend. Remind me for judgment later. Yes. Yeah. It says the fourth thing that, the, that cannot be bared is when a servant reigns. Oh, we are feeling the effect of it in Nigeria, yes? Are we not feeling the effect of when a servant reigns? It's not the effect of when a Muslim reigns. Make no mistake. You know how many, do you know more Christians have ruled Nigeria? For your information. For your information, more Christians have ruled Nigeria. Oh, in case you don't know. Don't be deceived. That's why the Muslims are probably fighting, because they read history. More Christians. Agui, Ronsi. Um, who? Speak now. Nnamdiazikiwe. Sorry? Yakubu go on. Some, some people with Muslim sounding names were Christians. I mean, whether you say they were churchgoers, they were not serious Christians, they were not, they were not Holy Ghost filled. Shele. You're just trying to make nice excuses. They were Christians. They used to read their Bible and pray. And then assassinate people. The Christians, they were very, they were nice Christians. They used to go to church. A passenger is now a pastor, isn't he? A passenger is a pastor in the redeemed. Yeah. Yeah, a passenger is a pastor, a renowned pastor. Do you know since when God called him? According to him, God called him since he was a teenager. So a man with a calling has also ruled the country. So please, don't think he's a bond, the servant of a bond woman. You are, you are, just, you are just trying to extricate yourself and by doing so, your, the diagnosis wouldn't work for you. Do you understand that? There was a certain woman one day that went to meet a doctor. And she told the doctor, please check me, I think something is wrong. And the doctor checked and said, based on the technology we have to reach, 
have everything we've done. We have seen that you have a very high blood pressure. She said, I have a high blood pressure. You have a high blood pressure. I said, but the machine said you have a high blood pressure. No, I can't. Speak. You know what? I can't have a high blood pressure. I'm really, really, look, oh, this guy. She said, you know what? I'm going to London. All your machines are wrong. She died. She died of high blood pressure. Why? Because she would not accept the diagnosis. She would not accept the diagnosis. That's how some of us are. You are rich in your own eyes, but you don't see that you are poor. You are rich in your own eyes, full of nothing. Right? I want you to face deep realities. You're showing me the time? Okay. So I'll just tell you one, okay? And then we're going to go. So a servant of servants is an ultimate servant. He is the pinnacle of servantness. <laughs> he is the father of all servants. He is the mother of all servants. Alright? Alright. So what you can do is this. You can take a picture. All the things I will show you will give you pictures, right? You can take a picture of these things and then neutralize them by living differently. Do you get it? So I'll just tell you. Point number one. A servant of servants or servant of servants are usually very poor leaders. That is the first sign that the curse is at work in your life. Do I even need to say to explain this one? You've been leadership, right? From your classroom to the highest office known. Even in church. Huh? Even street chairman. Street chairman will contribute to 200 and see how the money will disappear. Hostel chairman. Just, just let's buy fuel together and pump water. How many of you have experienced that kind of thing before? They just buy fuel and fetch water and money disappears. Money. 200 naira will disappear. 300 will disappear. Servant of servants is a poor leader. Is a poor leader. Why? A very poor leader. Why? Because servants of servants are usually used to being led. Imagine. There was someone that was saying, I was listening to, listening to the radio by, you know, by diffusion or whatever it is, but I wasn't listening by listening on my own. I was just in a place and radio was being, and somebody was, was complaining. He said, we all gained our independence too early. How many of you at some points really think so? Don't, don't worry. Just be yourself. Be yourself. All of us will find ourselves in one of these things. Don't worry. And actually, we'll find ourselves in all of it. I used to being led. I used to being led. So one of the things we do is we create poverty for everyone that is under us. Instead of creating opportunity, we. No matter what you, no matter the assets you hand over to a servant of servants, it will turn to poverty. He has the reverse Midas touch. How many of you know the Midas touch? How many of you have heard the story of King Midas? Can I see your hand, please? Ah, Chima, you've not? Bubbly, you've not? You haven't? Oh, well, oh, wow. The story of Midas. A very, very amazing story. 
of a man who went to the tree seeing eyes and asked that everything he touches should turn to gold. And they said to him, when you get home, it's going to happen. They said, but one tragedy awaits you. He said, I don't care what it is. They said, are you sure? He didn't even wait to listen. And he went. And when he went home, he slept the night and woke up in the morning. His whole bed was gold. And he got up and was happy. He started touching things. He touched the wall. The wall became pure gold. Then he touched the whole castle. The whole castle became pure gold. King Midas. If you have played video games, he's also in a video game. Who knows the video game? Who knows the game? Wasn't it? God of War. Yes. Yeah. He's in God of War. King Midas. He's one of the bad guys you get to fight. And he's deadly. So you, he touched everything and everything became gold. But one day, you know, when you're so excited about something, you're not hungry. But he got hungry eventually and he tried to eat. And he touched his food and it became gold. He tried to drink and he touched the water and it became gold. <gasps> this was the cost. And his daughter was running to him to hug him. The only, he had lost his wife. The only heir he had. And he was telling her to stop and she wouldn't stop. And she hugged him and became gold. And Midas ran to the seeing eyes and said, please... Take this curse from me. It's not a blessing anymore. It's a curse. And they said, we cannot reverse it. So Midas went to a cave, cut off his hands, and stayed there till he died. His hands, when they were detached from his body, turned everything to gold. Then his, the hands touched him, and he became gold. That's the story of King Midas. We have the reverse Midas. If you touch gold, if the African man touches gold, you know what it becomes? Most of you know this about yourselves. If you are given the opportunity to manage a lot of money, you will always be tempted to steal. And you will always steal. You know it within yourselves. You know it. Yeah. You know it. How do you know it? See how you treat your parents. You're always stealing from your parents or the people taking care of you. For most of us. Do you know how many false emergencies you have sent them? That's, that's it. You're a poor leader. Anything you touch changes. If, if they're in charge of a country, eh, the country will be poor. Is this reminding you of a country? The country will be poor backward and 200 years behind everyone all of the structures of Nigeria are 500 years beyond modern structure do you know how old these louvers are this louver technology do you know how old using protector in a house is do you know how old block bitumen cement are You don't know. You don't know. You think it's modern, eh? To use block till today. Six inch blocks. Travel and see. Landlord. <laughs> so are you saying that? 
So you see, these are the signs of a servant of servant, huh? A servant of servants will not know how to manage finances or turn people into millionaires. You see, if you're in the church of a servant of servants, do you know what he will do? He will buy a jeep when everybody is under a canopy. He will buy a jeep when everybody is under a canopy. A typical servant of servants. He will wear flamboyant suits when everybody is hungry. Because all that he can do is to lead people to poverty. Yeah. All his messages, all the things he will say, they don't lead people to poverty. It's just once in a while testimonies that don't make the people rich. You know what it means to be rich? It's not, it's not to have a breakthrough. A breakthrough, a breakthrough is a one-off one thing. Do you understand? One great big bang. It's like a spiritual lottery that you won. God doesn't want you to live from breakthrough to breakthrough. God wants you to prosper. Tell that to your neighbor. Yeah. yeah. You see that? Servant of servants are terrible at management. Yeah. Terrible at ma- They cannot manage anything. Anything they manage must spoil. Give a servant of servants a fan to manage. Just give him a fan to manage. Just carry the fan from point A to point B. There will be a minor accident. Something will crack. I mean, have you guys not been, have you never been amazed at how fairly used shoes come from Europe? And they are so good to wear. Can you send a fairly used shoe from Nigeria? I mean, <laughs> do you see that? Fairly you, London used phones, do you see how they look? London used phones. Look how they look. Show your neighbor your phone screen. Some of you, your phone screens have survived because they are still a bit new. Off the, off the lights. Let, let the person see the screen. <laughs> Huh? Now, 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 tell the person, tell the person that the, the way you're seeing the way the way you're seeing as the the person screen is, you can tell the person ah, like Pastor Emmanuel, his phone is near. Pastor Emmanuel, know something would have happened. Ah, Pastor Peace, am I saying Connelly device fables? You are the only one supporting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's new. It's not this year you got it. May. Twentieth. <laughs> see, see. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There are, there are, there are familiar spirits in your life. <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, that is that is that is generally how it is. That's generally how it is. Yeah. How many of you can sell your clothes, your shirts? How many of you? 
How many of you even follow the instructions for washing behind the yellow the label? How many of you follow the the, the, the instructions for pressing? You see that? Yeah. He has a laundry company. He has a laundry company and someone is asking him to starch a suit. Yeah. Such such you see you see that? Can you can you listen 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 listen? Can you actually sell your shoes? Servant of servants is working. A servant of servant thing is working. All the people who have ever given my stuff before, who have ever given anything that was mine, raise up your hand. How well was it managed? Can you remember anything? Like what? My shoe. How was it? It was very good. You, you raise your hand. Books, shoe, TV, video game. You know, TV stand. <laughs> House. <laughs> it's a blessing. Socks. Okay, you stole that one. You took it, eh? Shoe. Shoe. And how have they ever been? Alright? Excellent or nice? Which is, which is the Which is it? Very good, not excellent. Okay, very good. <laughs> Wait, very good to be brand new, huh? I mean, excellent to be brand new. Who else have I given? I want to see your hand up. I want to see your hand up. Yeah. What have I given you? A cloth. How was it? He's wearing it. He's wearing it. That's it. He's wearing it. Who else? Have I given something? That is mine. That was mine before. What have I given you? Bluetooth speaker. Most of your life, huh? <laughs> what have I what have I given you? Clothes and shoe. And how was it? Excellent, yeah? Are you wearing any of them? Okay. What about you? What have I given you? Wait, wait, I'm com- when I come to you, don't don't yeah. A training vest. And were they good? Were they in in quality shape? I gave you a shoe too. Was it in a good shape? Do you still wear it? Have you destroyed it? Okay. What did I give you? Two hublots. Hundred thousand each. Hundred thousand air watches each. The shirt he's wearing, this. It's a gift too. I don't know if the trouser is. No, 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 no. Listen, I said it's a gift. Do you understand? It's a gift. It's not a joke. It's a gift. I'm not saying he didn't have clothes. But these are testaments. Do you know how how long I've had this shirt? Yeah. Who else, please? Can I see your hand? Yes, you. What have I given you? Huh? And they were all in good shape, yeah? Who else, you? Yeah, I told you to pick a shirt of your choice from my wardrobe, yeah? And, and I'm sure you picked something. And I know you looked true. You chose something that was good. Who else, please? You? What else? What have I? Laptop. 
And how was it? You're still using it. Oh, your brother is using it now. When I gave you, was it not in perfect shape? One terabyte laptop was it 500 gig? 500 gig. Who else? VR box. No, it passed from him to you. Anything that was damaged came from him. Because I took it from him. I took it from him. When I took it, it was already... Um, because he had me using it. It was dying from disuse. It was dying from disuse. So, this is the VR box. This is the VR box. Virtual reality. You're the next person I'll give a gift. Whether you're a lady or a guy, you're the next person I'll give a nice gift. How many of you would like a nice gift? Yeah. Some of you, you don't want to. Don't worry. Because you don't know what's coming next. That's why. There are some people, there are some people I owe a car seven years more or eight years. The list is there. And if you come when you didn't raise your hand that day and you say, I was one of them and I give you a car, it will speak against you because you are becoming a typical servant of servants. Don't do that. <laughs> who else? Who else? One more person. Who else have I given something? A phone. When I gave it to you, how was it? Was there even a scratch on the screen? And I had used it for a year. I don't use screen protectors. I don't use screen. My phone that I came with, Mary, fell it. And I spoiled and just one small edge. Just There's a scratch there. I hate scratches. Because of it, I'm, bl- I'm going to buy a new phone. Because I'm not, an, I'm not, I'm not, I am not a servant of servants. Some of you, your glasses, your sunglasses, you are not seeing anything again. Everything has scratched. <laughs> you are not seeing anything. When you walk, you walk, we walk by faith. <laughs> you walk like, you walk yes, you raise it up and look here. <laughs> raise it up and, okay, we are clear. <laughs> and you move. Yeah. A typical servant of servants. A typical servant of servants cannot manage. It was an African president that said, we have a right to manage or mismanage our affairs. An African president. A president. We have a right to manage or mismanage our affairs. So you must distance yourself from these patterns. Are you seeing that? How many of you are going to become good leaders? Good leaders, wherever you are. Good leaders, wherever you are. You're going to be a good leader. And biblical leadership is leadership. You cannot lead by the teachings of non-biblical teachers. You be a good leader. How do you know you're leading people right? When the people you are leading are growing into prosperity. When they are becoming successful. Let me tell you. Many of the people seated here. Many of the people seated here. Alright. Let me say some. Not many. 
have the dreams that they are having now and the businesses that they are having now because of me. I am the direct cause of it. Yeah. I'm the direct cause of it. I'm the direct cause that has inspired many of them to push on and to go upward, to become better and to serve God with all their lives. I'm the direct cause. Yeah. I'm the direct. This is not like I'm not bragging. They are here. If you want if you want me to point, I can ask them to stand up. Direct cause. Direct cause. People's lives have to be better when you lead them. It can't be worse. It shouldn't be worse. When you manage anything, it shouldn't be terrible. It shouldn't be horrible. Little should look like much because of how well you handle it. Little should look like much because of how well you handle it. When I came into this room, I mean, I was staying in a hotel. The hotel was terrible. I, I would have stayed longer at the hotel and instead of staying here, I would have been at the hotel. But then came here. I came here and I, and, I, and I moved into the room. I mean, my, as I arrived, I said, hey, editing things. Is it not true? Where's the owner? He said, Said, hey, no, 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 I suggest, that's why there's no rug here. The rug had been smelling like water poured on it and dried. And they believed that after cleaning it, that they don't need to dry it. That's why there's no rug here. That's why there's no rug on this floor. Because the room had a specific kind of belly turning smell that was not turning anybody's belly except mine. This place is as neat as it is, as scattered as it is. It was worse than this. There were so many things up there. I say, can't we do? Can't we take this off? Can't we do that? The net was darker than this, but it was cleaned. Did you guys eventually clean the fan? See. Because I didn't, I forgot to talk about it. But if you cannot manage things properly, you are manifesting a curse. Why does your why why do your glasses have to be scratched? Is there no a proper maintenance thing for it? Can't you seal it? Every day when you finish wearing it, you put it inside something. If you don't have that thing, you put um, tissue around it. And keep it carefully. Set it beside your mantle, your, your, your sleeping table, or whatever is behind, beside you. Carefully. Yeah. But no, not us. Not us. Do you know most of us, the reason why Malam's watches are very terrible, even though I, I don't buy Malam's watches, I hate them. As a matter of fact, I hate my lance watches. What am I doing with it? It's full. Remove it. So, even though, okay, I don't. But guess what? When I was in secondary school, I used to have, I used to have, I used to buy my lance watches because only my lance used to come and sell inside the school. Huh? I was in it. It was good to give out. But some of us, 
all your watches, batteries die as if you are the only one that they swore for that. The day you wear a watch, it will never last beyond six months. You don't know how. It's never your fault when your phone screen cracks, yeah? It's always someone else. It's always someone else. The generator that we are using, do you know how old it is? I bought it. Handed it over to the ministry. Here. It's old, though. It's old. At least, I don't know, four years or something. Remember when I bought it, right? It should be more than that. Because when I bought it, he bought what I bought. So it should be more than four years. We're still using it. It's still in, it's still in good shape. It's still in good shape. It had a fault. I overhauled the gem. Overhauled it. Removed all the dead parts. I didn't ask them to manage it. Change everything. I will not buy a new gem, but change everything. They changed the coils. Change. Cost money. But now we are still using it, huh? We are using it. If, if this was not there, do you know what would be there? I'm being distracted. You know what will be there? Something else, right? Don't be a servant of servant. Tell your, tell your neighbor that. Become a different kind of leader. How do you know you're, you're a servant? When your attitude, your managerial skills provoke high level insults and complaints. You know what I'm talking about, huh? How many times do you complain about your government? Have you ever... How many of you have stopped listening to radio because it's always about insults and complaints? It's disgusting, isn't it? But that's because of a servant of a servant. Let's rise up as we take a break. Father, thanks a million in Jesus' name. Bless the word in our hearts and allow that word to change our lives. We give you praise. We give you glory. Honor and adoration is yours, God. Thank you kindly. For listening to this anointed sermon of Teacher Tonya today, we are excited and would love to hear from you. Kindly share your questions, prayer needs, and praise reports about how this sermon has blessed you, no matter how brief, via our email address at playfan at gmail.com. That is P L E F A N at gmail.com. Kindly subscribe and share so the name of Jesus can go far and wide through this ministry. And until next time, God bless you.